Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9920. And enter the pin 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. Thank you very much. And we are back. We should call this Sports Lounge Live Marathon because that's what it's going to be. So, Chris, take it away. Give us the date and show okay. number well, and today all those games. is uh, July 27th of 2021. Hope everybody enjoyed their time off. Uh, those who participated in the ACV convention or those who just took it easy and, and uh, you know, just enjoyed the sports. And, of course, we got a lot to recap. We're not going to try to go through everything that happened, but a lot did happen, of course. It was two weeks. So this is show number one. 153 as well and next week is our anniversary show that'll be three years next next week when our first show in august is always our anniversary show so uh, we will uh, come on and talk about that and and uh, also we'll have a lot to talk about at that time because we'll have had more stuff like the nba draft and everything but we've got a pretty busy agenda tonight too we're uh, of course going to go through the panel and get everybody's thoughts on uh, what they've been doing and what they think is going on in the world of sports then we have talk a little briefly about the british open the, the one major that was uh, played major event that was played uh, while we were gone then uh, baseball or in technical terms chris it is the open as they call it yeah the open yeah, yes, the open if championship if you're british yes and we call yeah. ours the open too so that yeah. that you know no, actually, if, just, ours is officially called the u.s open but there's okay officially the called the u.s open but you yeah. know it, we could have had a yeah. you know we, we'd been done fighting them for about 150 <laughs> yeah. years we decided not to do it again okay so <clears throat> then we'll go through baseball a lot of course going on with baseball with uh cool. you know some info on the all-star game that was just about to happen but also things that have been going on since then and uh who's selling, who's buying, who's hurt, who's not, whatever. The NBA, we had a champion crown. The college football uh, instability, we're having another one of our seismic shifts in college football. We'll get into that in a big time and and, uh, potential of a bunch of teams moving around. And nobody really knows exactly how it's going to shake out, but this happens about every five or ten years, and this is uh, coming now. Uh, The NHL, a lot went on. We we have, uh, you know, have had some trades. We've had some signings and all that. A brand new team. The NFL is the training camps have opened or are opening, and uh, so and nobody's pulled uh, blown out their their ACL yet. I'm amazed. Usually the first two days somebody does. Hopefully there'll be fewer injuries this uh, training camp than there were because people had a regular off season. The Olympics. Uh, not we're not going to get into every medal and all that stuff. But just the general goings on over there with some of the big highlights. And there's a little bit of boxing. Now we are very fortunate. <clears throat> this show could have been a lot longer if we had more deaths in the last two weeks but we only had five 
and that's right. We we were lucky to have five on a on a good week on a single week. So I was expecting we might have twenty, but uh, the well, at the least death- these families of people who who could have uh, at least they're not having to deal with it. So that's good. That's correct. That's right. You know, we're always happy about the people being alive. So, all right. So we have Shirley Fry. Now I don't remember her. Ninety four years old, but she really retired from tennis in nineteen fifty seven. I was just starting to follow sports a little bit. She was a women's tennis uh, a star in the fifties. We'll go over some of her accomplishments. <laughs> Dick Tidrow. 74 years old, a pitcher for Cleveland and the Yankees, and uh, then he went into the front office with San Francisco. As a matter of fact, Rick and I uh, missed his debut. He said he started April 18th in 72, and that would have been at Fenway Park, I'm sure, because April 17th, we saw the Red Sox home opener after the strike, uh, the short strike, the first strike there was, and that was also Patriot Day, and uh, our friend Ralph and Rick and I uh, went and uh, saw the day before that, so we did not see Dick Kidrow. Uh, Dennis Murphy, 94, and I don't remember ever hearing about but he was involved in founding many leagues. We'll talk about that when we get to him. Uh, Greg Knapp, 58 years old, NFL assistant coach for many teams. And Jim Schaffner, 85 years old, defensive back and running back for TCU, and then a defensive back for the Cleveland Browns. So I remember him uh, just when I was starting to follow football. So uh, for the panel, I don't have as much as I usually do. Sometimes we've had some stuff that David USF gave gave us to run down, but... Yeah, you know, the Red Sox kind of were stumbling a little bit when we got the All-Star break. After the All-Star break, they lost two out of three to the Yankees. But then they beat Toronto two out of two in a row. They beat the Yankees three out of four. And then they beat Toronto again last night. Coming from behind, it was an amazing uh, series again with the Yankees. Both and two of those games, lead. Chris, they could have easily lost. Yes. Oh, easily, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they could have easily won on Saturday because they, yeah, they got right. a bad break on that ground ground rule double. So they could have tied it there. So they could have won, uh, you know, uh, those all four maybe. But anyway, the point is uh, it's good to be in contention and it brings me to my pet peeve one of my pet peeves because I follow him a little bit closer because I do spend some time down there and I'm planning to go down there next month in Pittsburgh and the Pittsburgh Pirates are an aimless organization they get a couple of pitchers and a, a, an outfielder and an infielder or something and then they trade them and they pick up some prospects and a couple of years later they, be, they become a couple of pitchers and an outfielder and a, 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 an infielder and then they trade those guys and then they pick up a couple of more prospects you know they, they don't what you've got to do if you're a small if you want to be a small Small market team. If you want to not want to pay the big bucks, and I don't know what money their owner has or not, but you've got to do a thing where you keep players for a while. The Cleveland Indians did it. They got to the World Series doing it. They weren't paying big bucks to those guys, but they kept guys like Lindor and so forth till they got enough other people around, brought in a few veterans, and had a run for two or three years. How can you root for a team that's always going to lose 90 games, then go to 94 losses, then go to 87 losses, then back to 94 losses because they never pick, they never gather people together to to try to make a run. Kansas City tries. Minnesota tries. Tampa Bay, Lord knows they try. They do a great job of it. But the Pirates and some of these other teams don't do anything. They never are in the, heading in the right direction. It's just ridiculous. I don't know why anybody would bother with them. And that's why they're a four-third in their city. That's why the, the Steelers and Penguins have it all over them, because those teams try. And they contend. You know, Steelers haven't been right at the top lately, but they, people know they're committed to winning. And they know the Penguins are committed to winning. And they know the Pirates are not. So just uh, yeah, that's just my thought as they, once again, try Traded, you know, a, a guy who was sitting 327. We'll get to him, third hitter in the league. They trade him, you know. And they traded one of their good starting pitchers today, Chris. Okay, well, we'll get to that because and, they're, and they're probably about to trade their other all star. So I mean, <laughs> jeez. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Why? Why bother? <laughs> okay, Rick. Okay, um, 
like Chris was saying, this Yankee, this last Yankee series was amazing. I, uh, I'm basically retired now, but on Friday and yesterday, I get up at six in the morning to turn on WFAN because I wanted to hear what they said about the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, um, camps have opened up for football. I am psyched. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a weird week. It's between football camp, baseball trading deadline, NHL free agency tomorrow, the NBA draft. It's like it's like all rumor week. There's rumors in every yeah, That's right. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just want to ask you guys. college football, too. College football, yeah. too. Yeah. And Olympics going on now. There's no NASCAR, yeah. though. No. Um, I wonder, Chris, you may know this because you pay attention to this kind of stuff. But I heard this this morning and it kind of surprised me. Do you guys know. Out of the four major sports, taking all the teams, which team has the longest drought of not making an appearance in the playoffs? Wouldn't it be the Seattle Mariners? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and we'll get to the standings. I haven't had a look at the standings closely since we did it a couple of weeks ago. Seattle is right up your back there, uh, Robert. Yeah. uh, yeah, Trust me, I know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Perry? Well, it's it's been an interesting two weeks, and I, you know, the the Cubs continue to struggle along, and this and this. But for a, in a lot of ways, for those for those of us who are Cub fans, it could be a sad week because a lot of the names that you associate with the 2016 World Series could be on the way out in some ways. And then, you know, yes, they could resign them at the end of the year if they want to, but um, you know, it just makes you feel that you know, the, kind of the end is near and you kind of hate to see that because you know these guys maybe have underperformed since 2016 but with cup fans i can guarantee you that if if they're in chicago they never will have to buy a a meal or a beer again because you know probably just like you guys in in 04 the same way you know because it's the same roberts dave roberts for example but you know the thing is if you look at the teams like by by 18 to now if the red sox you know win the world series or whatever i'm not i'm going to guess they have about five or six guys left i mean teams do turn over in in, in fairly quickly it just depends on who you get and how you do it and i was i was watching Watching the game on Sunday, uh, Chris on on TV, and um, uh, Pat Hughes was was doing the TV, and uh, he was saying that. There we go. Do, do we he was phone, uh, uh, your phone is barking at you. <laughs> yes, I had to had to mute someone. We were. He said that Jim Deshays were talking about the trade deadline, and, and Deshays said he felt that there would be. The number was five. Well, we know last night they did one, so there might be like four more to go if Jim wow. Deshaies. And obviously that was just a guess, yeah. but probably being around the team, it was probably an educated guess. You know, I'm sure he knows a little more than we all do as fans. Yeah. But okay. it's been an interesting couple of weeks. It's been hot. <clears throat> We're supposed to hit about 100 degrees tomorrow. So, Bill. Well, let's see. Last week I spent a lot of the week doing the ACB thing. I was really, you know, um, I usually don't get that involved, but I, I really, really was. I love to see the voting in action and all the yeah. number of people across the country and the wall-to-wall coverage. They pulled together with a lot of volunteers and the things they did. And say what you want about your politics and whatever, but they flat out did an MVP job. And I can't say it enough. 
and I'll say it again tomorrow on the coffee club. But that was great. Watching unlike, the, unlike the Reds? Yeah. Well, we're watching them <laughs> to see if anybody's going to be traded, I think the Reds are going in the wrong direction real quick. Kind of like the Pirates, Cubs, they're just going down. Uh, watching the NBA draft to see what the Pacers might do. I don't predict it'll be very much because their track record on drafts are not so great. But we're, we're, we're still talking about this. The, you know, the NBA, the draft, free agency coming up. We're talking about the opening of camps. We're talking about MLB and trades and pennant races. We've really got a lot to talk about, and the listeners are liking that tonight. Thank you All very good. much, Chris. Yeah. Okay, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. All Robert. right, Robert. Robert. Robert, where'd he go? Robert. Robert. He must be. He must have muted himself. Sean, go ahead then. Okay, well, I'll go ahead. And a uh, couple things. First of all, let me add something because it could go in a bunch of different categories. Uh, Maria Taylor is going to NBC, so she she's going to be anchoring, doing studio work for Notre Dame football. She's I'm already not doing Olympic stuff. Okay. All right, yeah, we'll get to Robert in just a minute, but, uh, yeah. but he, she's doing NB, She's doing that when Al Michaels retires and Mike Tirico moves into the booth. It looks like she will take over Football Night in America. Also. Bobby Bowden, I've been watching. I was, I kept waiting to see if he was going to be on our list because, as you know, he's 91 years old, has pancreatic cancer. Hopefully, he makes it well. Uh, he hopes he can recover. He is 91 years old, though. Uh, I mean, one of the legends. You know, we talk. You know, one of the legends. You talk about a guy that made a program. We talk about Shashevsky retiring, who basically built Duke basketball. Bobby Bowden, the same thing in Florida yeah, State. Football. I got some. But, when we get to college football, I got some statistics David gave us on him. So it's yeah, amazing. Stuff. Yeah, and. Uh, also, our poll question, be thinking about it, and you can call in for it or anything else by downloading the Zoom app or dial 646-876-9923, then enter the code 287-723-4600, hit pound key twice, star nine, raise your hand, alt Y on the computer, and more key on your smartphone. We're going to be talking about Olympic favorite Olympic moments, summer Olympic moments. We're going to emphasize that summer Olympic moment because, you know, there are the Winter Olympics, but, you know, and you have those. But also, you can leave a message throughout the week, Sports Lounge at allthingsradio.net, 800-693-0595, option two. Make sure you tell us for Sports Lounge Live, or 773-572-7715. So I guess let's get the open out of the way. Well, let's uh, let's uh, let Robert, Robert go first. How we talk okay. to Robert? Oh, yeah, let Robert go. Yeah, um, I'm so used to it. Yeah, that's okay. Um <laughs> I uh, I had a distraction, so I had to mute before Perry muted me. Um, all, my Oakland A's are kind of struggling, so Perry and Pierre and all Cup fans, I hope you've given us some help. And from what you told me before the show, it sounds like you may have. So you know, he talked. He said when he went into the dugout last night, and David Ross told him that he had been traded. And uh, Chafin says to David Ross, he said, "What? I have one bad outing, and I get traded." And apparently, they had a good laugh together. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I hope you guys have helped because our bullpen has been a disaster. Uh, we, we, we played in Seattle this weekend and we won the game on Thursday very easily, but Friday, Saturday, and Sunday were all one run games. It was like three, two, five, four, and four, three. It's like, come on, people, really? It's like, and, uh, that, uh, starting tonight, we, we deal with the, uh, San Diego Padres and then we have the Angels coming up. So, um, I, um, uh, 
I think that's our weakness. We need to continue to work on the bullpen. Um, you know, I've heard rumors about other areas, but I think the bullpen is what the Oakland A's need to work on. And NASCAR will return on August the 8th. So for those of you that are interested in NASCAR, that that's when and, it's coming back. So, and okay. from, what I, from what I understand, NASCAR is not real happy with NBC about this because NBC made room for WWE Monday Night Raw on USA but they couldn't find a spot to run the NASCAR races. They said, we could have done something where you could have started two weeks early, and we could have gone back to Fox. So, well, in my in like, my opinion, as a NASCAR fan, I think the entire NASCAR package should be with Fox. They do a much better well, job of covering I, it. In. You know, what I've heard is, though, that now with CBS losing college, uh, SEC in 24, they might get in the picture with yeah. Fox. Okay, okay. Yeah, anyway, um, but that wouldn't all. help uh, Fox. That wouldn't work in the fall, you know, yeah. with the football either. Well, no, CBS they, or they Fox. Do a lot of sat- they do a lot of Saturday night races in the fall. They can, but then yeah. they've got to run up against some of some big college football too. So I don't know. Yeah, they, they do might, those, but you know. yeah, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I guess we can get into the golf now. Yes, yeah, the, the open. Yeah, yeah, we're not supposed to call it the Bridge Open. Okay. So the Royal St George's Club in Kent. That's where they were, and uh, Colin uh, Morikawa won it. Sandwich. And uh, sandwich. Oh, okay. Hey, we have one of those down the yeah, Cape it, here. It was uh, 14 under. Jordan Speef was 12 under. John uh, Rom was 11 under. And then John Rom. Now, since we've mentioned his name, somebody explain to me what's going on with this dude. Now, yeah, didn't he have? He had COVID. I thought, or he had, or was that precaution when he was leading the tournament a few weeks ago, and then he left the tournament? No, he then, tested. He tested no, positive. Yeah. This is the second time he's had it. Yeah. Second yeah, time he's had it. Second time he's had it. Yeah. Okay. So he's now left the Olympics. Yeah. yeah, Louis Oostason was right up there with Jordan Spieth. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say that. But I just wanted to talk about John Rahm because that's really weird. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. and uh, and so that's uh, that uh, Murakawa here, or I'm probably, uh, Murakawa, that's a, he's the yeah, first yeah. to win two uh, majors. His first, uh, like, he's been in two, uh, this is his first British and his first PGA, and he won them both. And it's yep. the first time yeah. anybody's ever done that. Next year, it's going to be yep. a Royal St. Andrews for the 150th uh, British Open, because, of course, we lost one last year to the to the virus. So yes. uh, that was basically it. I don't know. I, I never did hear what happened at the uh, 3M tournament. I don't know who won that. No, but no, usually, but yeah, yeah. But usually, especially after the British Open, whenever all the big guys go over there, you don't have too many big names uh, playing and, the next no, week. And a lot of them will go over to the Olympics. To play, right. and then they'll that. come back, and you'll have the FedEx Cup. Those last three, they'll end on Labor Day. So, you'll and then you have the Ryder Cup this year, also. So, yeah, and yeah, I think the, the FedEx is, is here again in Norton. I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's where it all. Yeah. Remember, we used to have the uh, the uh, Deutsche Bank and yeah. on Labor Day, the five yeah. day. It was a five day tournament, and uh, yeah. so whether they're still here, I think they still are in Norton. So, I guess we can go actually a little early because so we didn't have as much, and we can get into baseball. We won't finish it for the break. We can get it start, get the standing okay. scores, and I mean schedule out of the way anyway, and then maybe a little bit. Okay, MLB standings, and these, of course, have changed a little bit since uh, we did them uh, two weeks ago at the All-Star break. American League East, the Red Sox are 62-39. and 39. Tampa Bay, 60-40, and 40, so the Red Sox are the game-and-a-half lead on the Rays right now. Yankees, 51-47. and 47. They, of course, had got hit by their COVID out, outbreak and uh, sort of spun their wheels against the Red Sox. Didn't really make up any ground. Now they got to play Tampa Bay, so they're, they're, they're looking at the wild card now. They're not really looking at the division anymore. Toronto, 49-47. People say they want to add Though to try to fight for that wild card, yes, they do. And, uh, and right now we're one of we're in one of the wild card spots. Yes, we'll so. get to that uh, the wild card race once we finish the whole American League. But my point is, Toronto is thinking more about it, I think, than the Yankees are. Is that what you're hearing, Perry? 
Correct. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Bal- and then Baltimore isn't thinking about anything. Oh, and we're going to start our feature. <laughs> well, ba- Baltimore is we- thinking about sell. They're selling if they can't. Yeah. But what I'm, I'm saying, we're going to start our. Are we going to stick a fork in them? Stick a fork yeah. in them. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> now after the All Star break, and a hundred games have been played by most teams, so we can start sticking forks in teams. That'll be good. So, and, and nobody so far has ever made the playoffs once the fork was stuck. Because I'm wait, <laughs> right? I'm conservative on my fork sticking. So Toronto forty nine and forty seven, Baltimore thirty four sixty four. In the Central, the White Sox rolling along. A 59 and 41, Cleveland 49 and uh, 48, so eight and a half game lead. That's why, you know, we always talk to Jovial Jamal. That's why he always sounds so happy. Yes. <laughs> Detroit, you know, Tigers are kind of, you know, doing okay, 47 and 55. They're kind of, you know, if you're in the, this situation that they're in, well, at least beat Kansas City and Minnesota. What the heck? You know, nobody yeah. cares that much about draft choices in baseball. That's so, right. you, you know, come in third. Sounds better than fifth, that's for sure. Tigers 47 and 55, Kansas City 43 and 55, Minnesota 43 and 58. And in the West, Houston. Houston 61 and 40, so the Red Sox have the best league in the American, the record in the American League. The A's are at 56 and 45. Those pesky Mariners are 55 and 46, so just a game out, and that's the shocker. And there you go, that's that three out of four you talked about, uh, uh, yeah. Roberts, that brought yeah. them close. Yeah. The Angels are 50 and 49, and Texas is 35 and 65. So uh, first, before we do the wild cards, who are we sticking a fork in? Baltimore, How about the Orioles? Start with the Orioles. Yeah. And we'll, uh, so let's see, do we want to do anything in the Central? Now nah, we'll wait a little while in the Central. Yeah. We can do Texas. Yeah. Uh, Texas is horrible. We've got a statistic on them. I don't know if we ever did find out. If they oh, yes, I did find out more on that, Chris. All right, when we get to that, we'll we'll okay. do that. But So we're, we're sticking a fork in Baltimore and Texas in the American yeah. League. So for the wild card, looking at it now, we have Tampa Bay is the first wild card, of course, at 60 and 40. And the A's are the first, second wild card. And let me find their record. What, uh, 56 and 45. 56 Chris. and 45. So Seattle's just a game behind them. So they're 11 over. Seattle's 9 over. Let's see, where are the uh, Yankees there? at 51 Forward. and 47. So they're like, uh, what, uh, two, and a half, two and a half out? Yeah. No, well, three and a half out. Three and a half out. Yeah, two and a half behind, behind Seattle. Two, yeah. yeah, right. Three yeah. and a half behind the A's. So yeah. they're three and a half out. Toronto is uh, four and a half four out. And a half. So, okay, yeah. you know, they've got a chance at that. Cleveland a little bit too, about five out. Uh, so that's kind of the teams that have a chance for the wild card in the American League right now. It was so. interesting yesterday that uh, I was watching the uh, Rus- Chris Russo show on uh, on uh, MLB <laughs> Network, and um, he and Alana Rizzo were debating the fact of the Yankees. And, uh, of course, Russo says, you know, they can, they can still get the wild card. You know, they can still get in there, this, this, and this. And, you know, he was willing to give them a break. And she was adamant that, um, you know, they're they're not going to make it. And, uh, of course, Chris got a little bit irritated. I would tend to agree with her, though. I, I yeah, Technically, yes, they're still there, but I, I don't see it. Well, they lost that game Thursday night with the four wild pitches, and they lost that That's game right. against Houston, and they've lost about four. And John Sterling was so funny, Ab, because I put it on. They're about three minutes behind. So Ab, when the Red Sox won that game Thursday, I put it on, and he says, and, and it was one hadn't quite happened yet. But he said something like, well, you know, when you compare it to the Houston loss and some loss against Houston, this wouldn't be the most devastating loss. So, you know, he's like saying, well, the ship is going down <laughs> kind of slowly, you know. I mean, that's kind of what he was saying. But he's got he can't do these monitor games. His, no, he, no. He's not. There's no enthusiasm when he's not at the stadium. When he can see the game and he's there, yeah. I mean, the other guys like can do it, but he can't do it. He, yeah. It doesn't work for him. Well, he know? freely admits he can't do it, Chris. No, no. And he, he can't even get excited because he can't tell what's going on. I mean, that game, if he'd been at Fenway Park for that game, any of those games, any of those three games, it would have been, yeah. and I didn't listen to much of him, but I, it would have been really good broadcasting because he would have been really into it because there were three great games of the four. But, yeah. you know, he can't do it. There was one of the games this week where, where the Yankees, the backup catcher, I forget his name, he, he 
he ran on a fly ball when there was only one out. He thought oh, it was yeah. two outs. And they, doubled, and they doubled him up, and, and John Sewing had no idea what happened. And, and he, he actually said after, he says, says people, you got to realize, we don't see this. <laughs> well, <laughs> with that's the monitor. Yeah, it was obvious. I mean, even if you were just sitting at home listening to the game, you could tell what he did. He had to have forgotten how many outs there yeah, were. Yeah, but I mean, what Sewing was saying that with the monitor he was watching, he didn't see the run of running. He saw, okay. you know, the, the ball off the bat, the, fly, the yeah. catch. You know, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. But anyway, it's, it's not working. Nationally, East, the Mets, however, are in first place at 53 and 45. Philadelphia, 50 and 49, so a three and a half game lead there. The Braves, 49 and 51, they're four and a half out. And of course, they're playing uh, this week. And Pierre was bemoaning the, the, the Mets did split a doubleheader by scoring one run. Last one run. Yeah. <laughs> 14 innings and only one run. Yeah. Well, the Lender only scored two. Right? Yeah, right. Washington at 45 and 54, and they had a devastating injury, so we'll talk about them and see whether they really want to sell now because they're in, in major trouble there. Are, let's see, eight and a half out, I think, now. And Miami at 43 and 57 in the Central. Milwaukee rolling along at 58 and 42. Cincinnati had their moment in the sun, but they're now seven out at 51 and 49. St. Louis, 50 and 50. The Cubs, 50 and 51. Pittsburgh is are 38 and 61. And in the West, we have San Francisco. So the two best records, the Red Sox and the Giants right now. Six, uh, Yaz has to be happy about that. You know, <laughs> Carl Yastrzemski uh, Sr., you know, or not yeah. Sr., Jr. His yeah. father was Carl, too, but uh, Mike Yastrzemski's grandfather. That's yeah. pretty happy. Yep. So, uh, and boy, there'll be a lot of talk about him if they ever made the World Series. San Francisco, 62 and 37. Dodgers, they're having a big series right now, 61 and 40 in San Francisco this week. San Diego, 58, 44. Colorado, 43 and 57. Arizona, 31 and 70. Okay, so who are we sticking a fork in? Uh, Arizona would be Arizona. one, and yeah. Pittsburgh would be the other. Right? Well, uh, how about Colorado? Yeah. Colorado, too, I think. Yeah, yeah. Colorado, Colorado yeah. too. Yeah, Even, and, and I mean we can't stick a fork in them, but I will uh, predict now the Brewers are going to win the Central. Yeah, I, I would think so. And so, so looking at the wild card race, so so we've stuck a fork in Arizona, Colorado, Pittsburgh, and. Uh, and I guess nobody in the East quite yet, but no, uh, no, you know we, we we'd be doing that soon enough. So so then uh, okay, so San Diego leads uh, the the uh, no the Dodgers lead the Dodgers. wild card, and San Diego is second. So San Diego is fifty eight and forty four. So let's look at our other second place teams: Philadelphia fifty and forty nine. That's tough, six and a half game, yeah. and the Braves are a little behind that. So right. that's going to be hard. Milwaukee fifty eight and forty two, but Cincinnati fifty one and forty nine. So that's not good. It really does look like it's very unlikely for the three California teams not to make the playoffs. I mean, they, they one of them. So. May falter, but I think the three California teams, unlike in hockey, who when they couldn't yeah, make it the last yeah, two you years. Could, and you, I'm hoping for four California teams. Yeah. But well, yeah, but three, three in the National League, and right. then you know the winner, yeah. the, probably Milwaukee, and the winner in the East. So mm-hmm. we'll just say, uh, and then you, you, you never can say it this early, but can't you really say that in the National League, we know the five playoff teams? They, they may, pretty much do. Pretty, pretty much, much yes. yes. I, think yeah. the, I don't think anybody's catching the Mets. I don't know. No. Well, you know, they keep spinning their wheels. The Braves and Phillies look like yeah. it, and then they don't. And then the and the, uh, Bra- the Mets are going to go for pitching, 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 even though they only score one run every two weeks. So that's what they're going to do. <laughs> I mean, you know, the Mets, Mets are staying up there, and then supposedly they're going to get the ground back here soon. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, for our we schedule did, tonight. We did hit. Oh, go ahead, go ahead with the schedule, Chris. Uh, uh, okay. At 7.05, we have Washington at Philadelphia, Miami at Baltimore, Milwaukee at Pittsburgh. At 7.10, we have St. Louis at Cleveland, Toronto at the Red Sox. The, uh, and, of course, we're, we do have thunderstorms in the forecast because it's Tuesday, like we always do. Uh, <laughs> 
Yankees at Tampa Bay, Atlanta at the Mets. Eight oh five. We have Arizona at Texas, Cincinnati, and, and uh, now there's a game. There's a series. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Cincinnati and yeah, Cincinnati and the Cubs. Eight ten. The White Sox in Kansas City, Detroit and Minnesota. Nine thirty eight. We have Colorado at the Angels. Nine forty five. The Dodgers and Giants. There is a good game. Yeah. And ten ten would be Houston at uh, Seattle and Oakland at San Diego. Okay, so Robert, you got to you going to root for Houston or are you going to root for Seattle? Um. Um. Uh, well. I'm going to root for Seattle, and I hope we beat the Padres. Okay, know. but uh, all right. So you still uh, have visions of catching Houston? Well, I'm, I'm I want to try anyway. Yeah. Okay, all right. So well, you can try, Robert. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So it's, it's now. It's we, now we, we can take a break we, in a minute. We but can take a break, but the five-game lead, by the way, for the uh, Houston over the A's. Yes, that's Whoops. correct. But I will t- coming coming back. I heard an interesting little topic the other day uh, was was Dan Grassa and Kevin Franson. And uh, Franson thinks, uh, well, we'll word it this way. We'll, I'll tell you what he said when we come back. But he thinks the Cubs at the end of the trade deadline are going to be in better shape than the Cardinals. I'll tell you why when we come back. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. What if I told you that a tornado was going to happen tomorrow right where you live? That it would touch down at exactly 3.17 p.m. and I told you the exact path it would take. You would, of course, prepare. You would talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true, I can't tell you a tornado will strike tomorrow, but shouldn't you have a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov slash communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. And we are back. And uh, I suppose you could probably, Bill, put the Reds in this topic, too. But Franzen thinks that the, the Cubs, by selling you know the assets that they are, because if you believe what you hear with the Cardinals, they are either going to hold or possibly try to add. And he thinks that by the Cubs actually, you know, being, it'll be a little painful now that within one, maybe two years, they'll be in better shape than the Cardinals and, and maybe the Reds, too, because they, you know, just chose to do it as opposed to, you know, standing pat and doing nothing. So that's an interest. That was an interesting analogy. 
Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, and, and I can't, uh, nobody seems to know, I know that the uh, Cardinals have had a lot of starting pitching injuries, but I don't know when anybody's supposed to come back. So whether they think, you know, for example, with the Red Sox, we got Chris Hale on the horizon. He's going to probably be back right. in about two weeks or a little less. And so you you know you're getting that. So you don't have to necessarily go out and get a starter. So you, you can concentrate on other things. So, you know, like maybe a first baseman, whatever you're going to do. But uh, that's the thing. If the Cardinals think they've got some pitching coming back, maybe they can make a run. But it's pretty hard. I mean, San Diego's it's It's going to be difficult, Chris, because because they're, they're so far back as it is. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And the Padres keep going out and adding people, so, you know. Yes, they the did. Padres okay. are not done yet. No. Nope, they're not. Okay, so um, for the All-Star game, we had a few things. The American League beat the National League 5-2, to two, and, and they would led all the way. Uh, and they've now run, won eight in a row. Uh, they're, uh, let's see, uh, the AL is ahead of the National League now. 46 wins, 43 losses, and two ties. And as I've said, I was at one of those ties at uh, 961. <clears throat> and so the big thing is we've really had streaky games. from When it started 33 through 50, the American League dominated. Then I think it was like 12 to 5 or something. And then the National League dominated really 51 through 83. There were occasional wins in the American League, but not too many. But since 83, uh, the American League has dominated. Uh, so uh, Vladimir Guerrero uh, Jr. was uh, named the MVP, his young, youngest. MVP at 22 years old, uh, and then uh, he hit the uh, 200th home run in based in the All Star Game history, and the first one was hit by Babe Ruth in 33. And uh, Jimmy Wynn, the toy cannon for the Dodgers, hit it in 1975, the 100th home run. Uh, let's see, and the Dodgers had uh, let's see. So father and uh, sons who have hit homers in the All-Star game uh, now, uh, the Bonds, Barry and, uh, and uh, Bobby, uh, the Griffey, Sr. and Jr., uh, Guerreros. And uh, so next year, the game is going to be at Dodger Stadium. And uh, what, whatever happened to the, the uh, fact that they used to have these games alternate between leagues? You can't get that anymore. Well, because yeah. it was supposed to be in Dodger Stadium in 2020, Chris. So uh, they said because of the virus. Last year and this year and this year and next year, they're still. Because, because the of the virus, they were going to get uh, the LA uh, Dodgers were going to get back in 22. So. Right. So anyway, Adam Eaton uh, was uh, picked, uh, released by the White Sox, and the Angels signed him. Yes. So they've, they've had uh, some outfield shortages because Justin Upton's been out since uh, June 22nd, and uh, Trout has been out since May 17th. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, the White Sox had one had signed him for one year for eight uh, eight point five millions in the team option in twenty two. So that's off their books now. So uh, Trout and Upton uh, are rehabbing. The Cubs, uh, Jock Peterson went to Atlanta uh, for uh, Bryce Ball, their twelfth uh, the twelfth Braves prospect, and uh, he's an outfielder, first baseman. And let's see. Oh, we're just getting started. There's a lot of stuff that happened that, uh, you know, I mean, we left some stuff out, but, you know. Right. Okay. We had, of course, the uh, Yankee outbreak with uh, Aaron Judge, uh, Gio uh, Urshela, Urshela, and, uh, you know, a couple of the relief pitchers. And then, uh, and uh, what is it, Kyle Hashioka, Hashioka, the catcher. And then uh, relievers are now back. And basically, I think everybody's coming back now. Well, Judge and them are supposed to return during the Tampa Bay series. Okay. I think actually our show played Sunday. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, ever, and, did you ever hear it explained why that first game wasn't played where the game right before their all-star break with the Phillies and they had four players, but that was played. They had to play without them. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, really don't. I think well, the yeah. Yankees got a chance to, it wasn't the Red Sox last trip in. So maybe the Yankees got a chance to, uh, you know, to not play the game. I, and I don't they're really going know. to make that up on August 17th. Correct. Yeah. That'll be a day game uh, before our show. So everybody can listen to that. And then, cause I think it's a day night doubleheader. Yeah. So, 
uh, the, the trading deadline will be Friday, the 30th. So uh, no weekend trading deadlines anymore, but they no. used to have them. So I don't know. I guess uh, people just don't like working on weekends anymore. Too much no. overtime or whatever. <laughs> so, And that doesn't mean you know, that everything will be announced by 4 o'clock. It usually takes an hour or two to get everything in. So we'll That's see about correct. it. And no waiver trades this year. So what used to happen is you would see people put on waivers after they couldn't be traded uh, after July 30th or 31st. And now they can't do that. That was uh, going to be taken out last year before the virus, I guess. They were getting rid of that. So once you kind of have your team at the end of uh, July, you kind of got what you got, unless you can do a minor league deal. Yeah. Uh, you can, and you can make waiver claims. Yeah. Right. So you, Starling, you, you can still put people on waivers, but, you know, you can't work out a trick. Right. right. Yes. No, if you so, put them on waivers, then you just take the contract. Yeah. So Starwin Castro is on administrative leave for the Nationals, a domestic violence earlier in the season. Uh, okay, Kansas City and Toronto are going to play their first game in Toronto, first game at Rogers Center since uh, September 29th of 2019, and they'll play that on Friday night, so they're, they're back up there. And uh, let's see. Let's see. Twenty-two. Uh, it's been twenty-two months since they played there. Uh, apparently, there's uh, un, there's a unvaccinated quarantine exceptions and modified uh, you know, public things. You know, if you're not vaccinated, in other, it's going to be a little tighter restrictions. I think up in Canada right. than it is in uh, the United States. I think that uh, can't be anywhere but the hotel and the stadium. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Now, the, I was not clear on what David was saying about this, but uh, he was the first. Uh, Vladimir uh, Guerrero got the 30 home runs after uh, this was after July 16 in the, t- in the team's first 90 games, and 22 are under. Uh, Joe DiMaggio, DiMaggio did it in 37, and then uh, let's see. Uh, and, he, he, uh, and then Eddie uh, Matthews in uh, 29 uh, in 53, and then Bench 28 in uh, 70. But I'm not sure whether he was talking about the whole season because I thought, and I forgot to ask Mr say when Tony Caniguero was born, but he won the home run championship with uh, 32 home runs, and he couldn't have been much older than, uh, you know, about 22. So I don't know exactly what David was talking about. Uh, okay. Fernando Tatis is apparently juniors uh, in the same uh, category uh, for the yeah. under 22. Anyway, young fluggers is certainly what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so then on, on uh, Saturday night, the 17th, we had uh, a, a Yan- uh, uh, Alex Verdugo was throwing a ball back to a fan, to Red Sox fan in the stands, and a Yankee fan intercepted it and threw it and hit him in the back. And then, and they banned them for baseball, not just from Yankee Stadium, but from, from baseball games Everywhere. anywhere for life. Yep. Now, I, I think it's Which totally is a joke, isn't it? Yeah, yeah unenforceable. Yeah. How are they going to know if yeah. they're going to have a... I mean, a guy wears, guy wears sunglasses, pulls his hat down, grows yeah. a mustache, and then they're... You know. yeah. yeah, yeah. So this is this is silly. But, yeah, he uh, could pull a Bobby Valentine and get in any ballpark he wanted to. I, I mean, I heard somebody say that, that baseball was going to use facial recognition, but you don't tell me they're going to have that at every gate at every ballpark. I don't, no. yeah. No, no they're not. Uh, okay, so YouTube had a first all-women uh, crew, and it was Melanie Newman from Baltimore, Sarah Lang from uh, uh, did the color. I think she might be from uh, Tampa Bay. And the field reporter and the uh, and the host in the studio were all women. Three and post game hosts were both yeah, yeah all women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so we had a little uh, retirement, unretirement. I think this guy might think he's a boxer. Urban <laughs> Mercedes said he'd retire because he was optioned to Charlotte, but changed his mind, and uh, he's an outfielder for the White Sox. He was the guy that Larusa complained about, which I think was silly that Larusa did that when he hit a three-run homer, you know, and, and the way they were oh, way yeah. ahead. So I don't know, that yeah. was kind of crazy. When did that become a, uh, stealing bases? Yeah, but I never.
never heard anything about home runs and stuff. So, uh, and so he had a conflict with him, and then he got uh, you know sent down to Charlotte. And he apparently before that, right when he hit that three-run home run, that was a, he started off faster than most rookies ever had. Right, he's not been hitting for the last couple of months. So, no. but he said he uh, didn't. You know, Larusa said he didn't expect the game, but uh, anyway, he's back. So then we have uh, Nelson Cruz went to Tampa Bay for ten, uh, for Tampa Bay's tenth and seventeenth prospect. That's a good pickup for the Rays. Uh, from and that one came from Minnesota, and then. The Cleveland Guardians we're going to have. Now, uh, I think we talked about this on this show, but we'll do it again. Uh, the Guardians, uh, the Indians, of course, apparently the Chief Wahoo uh, logo was not good. No. But they they had changed that. That wasn't even happening anymore. But anyway, they, there's some kind of a statue on the bridge on the way to the ballpark that's like a traffic guardian or something. There's actually, it's a bridge that actually Bob Hope's father worked on. Oh. Build, building. Yes. And there's these big stone goggle type things, one at each end of the bridge that they call the Guardians. Okay. But the thing is, the Indians were named after an Indian, Louis Sakalexis, a Penobscot Indian from Maine, who played at Holy Cross and then went to Cleveland and was a star. So it wasn't like they just said, "Oh, let's just you know, like uh, with uh, the Redskins." It wasn't anything like that. It was no. just uh, you know, so the, you down, you do this, and you downgrade downgrade somebody else. So they ought to have a put up a statue of Louis Sakalexis somewhere while they're at it. And or, you know, put Larry Doby. Larry Doby was the first black Cleveland. player in the you know in the American League. So American put something League. with him too. Well, you know, make a little. Uh, Monument the, Cleveland Indig- the Cleveland Indigenous people, mm-hmm. since that's what they're known as now. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah, well, anyway. Anyway, that takes effect next season. So yeah. there's there's one team in baseball with a salary cap, and that is the Tampa Bay Rays. Because as soon as they got got to Nelson Cruz, they had to get rid of somebody because they got a budget. <laughs> so they got rid of Rich Hill yeah. uh, from you know, and he went to the Mets uh, for uh, Tommy Hunter and Double uh, A player. And uh, so that was that was you know and actually uh, Rich Hill is from Milton, Massachusetts here, and his father was my daughter Amy's tennis coach at uh, Quincy High, so that's kind of cool. Uh, and Rich had a uh, first good outing for the Mets on Sunday, so yeah, well that's yeah. right. Yeah. So no, Cruz has already hit two home runs for Tampa Bay. That's yeah, correct. Tampa, working yeah. out for yeah. both teams. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And they let's see. Uh, so Eric Sogard was sent out by for assignment by the Cubs, and they activated uh, Matt Duffy, and then. Mookie Betts went on the injured list uh, with hip problems. He's only hitting 270 this year. He's been out a lot this year. Yeah. And uh, and Javier Baez went down going to first, but I guess he's okay, uh, Perry, on Sunday. He, he is okay. Pretty bad. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He's in the lineup tonight. Okay. San Diego acquired Adam Frazier from the Pirates. That's what I was talking about before. Yeah, Adam Frazier's hitting 327 was the third best hitter in the National League, and uh, not sure actually what they got. Apparently, it wasn't that much. Uh, yeah, a Perry? couple of prospects, no, nothing major. Three uh, minor leaguers. Yeah. Okay. So the thing I was talking about about the Texas Rangers. So they lost uh, as uh, as of Sunday, which is when I last had my information. They they had lost going into Sunday. They lost 11 games in a row, and in 10 those last 10 games, they had not had a lead at all at any time in those 10 games. And the last time a team had done that, which was a record they tied, was the mighty uh, Atlanta Braves of 1977. So um, I don't know if they broke the record or not. You say uh, they no, did? Uh, no, they did not break the record, Chris, because in Sunday's game, uh, it was scoreless for four innings, and they took the lead in the fifth, one and uh, nothing, but they, they ended up losing. They went 99 consecutive innings without yeah. leading. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Yeah. So, but uh, they have lost 12 in a row. So. Yes, they have. So, no, things are 
whoops, dropped the phone. I'm moving things around. Things are things are uh, continuing uh, the same type of season for the for the Rangers. The first the first uh, team to have uh, full uh, crowds eligible to go into their stadium, and now probably nobody wants to do it yeah. anyway. So that's, that's fine. correct. Yeah. So anyway, I got one page that is deciding to fall everywhere. Uh, that, but of course, people have their computer uh, displays freeze up and everything else. So yes. you know. <laughs> while okay. you're looking, while you're looking for that, Chris, uh, Jerry, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Jerry. Okay. Hello, Jerry. Hello, Jerry. This is always a bit of a challenge. <laughs> Star, Star six, six, Jerry. Okay. Oh, he knows. Hey, there he is. Hey, Jerry. He knows. Well, Chris, you can stick a fork in the pirates for me. I am absolutely disgusted. I went to see the better half where she is. Came back. I was. I came back. Turned on the game. They had pulled Adam Frazier from the lineup later to find out they were gone. Um, I'll say they're going to lose 95 games this year. <laughs> and uh, I've been watching the Olympics some. We had, uh, we're doing good in the pool, in the swimming pool. Uh, proud of the men's 4 by 100 relay team one. Okay. And by the Rangers, you're the only one watching them. <laughs> now, now, Jerry, now, Jerry, with the Pirates, we know they traded Frazier, and today they traded um, – Tyler Anderson. Tyler Anderson. Oh, sounds like so Brian. Sounds like Brian Reynolds is going too. Yeah. Oh man. I think Bill has something. Yeah, Tyler Anderson. I haven't Anderson. had a local report on yet. Hang on. I, I think Bill has something. Go well, ahead, Tyler Bill. Tyler Anderson. That trade has been held up. Oh. Uh, what, Brian? Problem with some of the players coming back from the Phillies. There's a medical okay. issue, so they okay. may have to rework they that the one. Phillies this weekend. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Over question, uh, and then yeah. I'll shut up. You okay. asked about the broadcast crews. It appears that both radio and TV are are traveling now because last weekend, a Friday night, uh, Greg Brown and Bob Walk did a whole thing on television about how chilly San Francisco is, and, <laughs> and uh, you know they had they had a thing about uh, you know wearing jackets at this time of the year and a whole bunch of. And stuff. they were there. They weren't just talking about. It. I'm glad we're sitting in our warm studio because we're not wearing jackets at the time yeah. of the year. Then they weren't doing that, right? Right. They, they were there. Okay. Good. Well, good. Okay. I, things are starting right. to get back to normal. Okay. So the Cubs uh, left-handed pitcher Andrew Chafin uh, from them to the A's for Greg. Uh, what, how do you say it, Robert Dykeman? Uh, D- uh, Greg Dykeman, but I've also heard it pronounced Dykeman. But uh, he was our ninth process prospect and we also gave the cubs our 12th prospect so okay if you want eric hosmer you can go out and get him uh he's on the block and apparently he's got a 60 million for four years that they owe him and if you give them a uh, controllable pitcher then they'll give you better prospects so they're, apparently they're what the padres are going to do because uh, i was listening to the ace uh podcast today and they had and he had the guy on that does the padres podcast podcast apparently what the padres are thinking about doing uh, against left-handed pitchers, anyway, uh, Fraser will play second, and uh, Jake Cronenworth will play first. Uh, apparently, Eric is not doing well against left-handers, and that's why they're willing to trade him if anybody yeah. wants to take that salary. That was the question that uh, Dave Fleming and John, because I was listening to them near the end of the Giants game, and that was the question they had when because it, it came down during the game there in, in San Francisco, and they were saying they wondered what was going to happen with Cronenworth. So. Yeah, so that, <laughs> that's the plan as of now, but I might find out more in the next couple of days because we're playing them. So Okay, now Washington, we mentioned, was in trouble because they already were anyway, but now they're going to lose Stephen 
since Rothberg with a neck injury and they're, what they say, Perry? They're hoping to have him back they next year. They are hoping that he's available yes. by next season. <clears throat> yeah, so that doesn't sound good. There may, get, there may be disc uh, issues and surgery, you know, cervical discs or something they may have to deal with. Well, and Steven Strasburg, yes, he's been a good pitcher, but he's always been somewhat injury prone, so, you know. Well, and but thank God they didn't pitch him in the 2013 or whatever. Yeah. To, to it was 12, wasn't it? Wasn't oh, it 12? I don't know what year it was. I just remember John going ballistic about it. I know. I think it was 12. It might have been 12. But then, yeah. um, uh, Perry, you had a two or three more. Oh, we've got another COVID case, and, and it didn't really hurt the Brewers too badly, but his good player, Christian Yelich, is going to be out for about 10 days with uh, the COVID protocol. You had a couple of other uh, deals that I think you uh, mentioned, uh, Perry. Do you remember uh, what they Jace were? Jace Peterson of the Brewers is also going to be out a couple of days but due to contact tracing. Right. And didn't we have a couple of other uh, trades just at the last minute before we well, started? Well, we had the Tyler well, we Anderson. We had the Tyler Anderson, Tyler Anderson one, but Bill said that's been held up, so we'll... Right. Yeah. So is that it then? That's it. we catch yeah. up on all but of we have, well, but, we do uh, have, but we do have Jamal, so let's bring in Jamal. The jovial Jamal, as I put yeah. it out. Yes. And uh, Chris, after Jamal, I guess I should cover this Oakland situation, you know? Oh, that's true. We were going to do that. Oh, yeah. And we, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. do that before okay. we get off baseball. So we'll talk to Jamal first. Hello, Jamal. Hello, Jamal. <clears throat> Star six, Jamal. He knows. He knows. For some reason, there's a delay. If there's anything, if anything people know how to do anymore, especially after the ATB and <laughs> okay. Yeah, and if the, the I was walking. Calls. I was walking into the bus stop. Okay. Oh, okay. I had in my ears. Okay. All right. What's but up, Jamal? About the White Sox, I'm happy they're 59 and 41. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, they're gonna walk away with the Central. Yep. Uh, and. and it, and that's an issue you saw about the Cleveland Indians, how they named the uh, player. It was named after a Native American. That's right. Yeah, you got the politically correct crowd saying that they should change the name and they're paving into these idiots. Well, what are you going to – now, that's the, that's the big question, and it dawned on me, uh, Jamal, and I forgot to ask you Friday night when we had our sports conference. What will you call them now? You can't call them the idiots anymore, so what are you going to call uh, them? I don't know. Well, I'll call them the goofballs. Okay, that, that works. I mean, but, but no, I think they need a little monument park. They need a little monument park with uh, Larry Doby and Louis Alexis out there right. to start with and just go right. from there. I agree. I mean, they should be because these guys – I, I, I got to take my hat off to them for honoring the, the Native American player by naming the team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, even though I'm no Indian fan, but my hat and, off and to hey, them. And hey, the, the best owner in maybe in baseball history who never had any money brought in Larry Doby, and that was Bill Vec. Yeah, you know, and, he was and, a great owner. Yes, and, and hats off to uh, Larry Doby. Not, yep, that's right. In Indian history, but at the same time, you know, I think the White Sox. I don't know if the White Sox gonna make any trades or not. But I do think that if they could shore up their bullpen a little bit, that'd be nice. There was talk about them getting Adam Fraser, but the Padres got him. Yeah, I'm hearing but Jamal. I'm hearing Jamal. They would like a bat if they can find one and bullpen. Well, I would agree. One more bat would help. Although they're getting Elo, they got Elor him in his back. They're getting Luis Roberts back soon, so hopefully that'll help out in the hitting department. What Cub? You says the Cubs are having a fire sale across town. What Cub do you want? <laughs> well, let's see. I'll, tell you, I'll be having with Craig Kimbrough. Okay. I'll be happy with, uh, I'll be having with Chris Bryant. But right. I'm, but I'm not sure why I sign up to get Chris Bryant, but I'd be happy with him. Mm-hmm. You, get a bi- you get a bias, yeah. Jamal. Uh, oh, well, <laughs> Nick Magic goes out for second he's not, base. He's not, hit, he's not hitting at all, but you could have him. <laughs> let's put him in second base. 
I don't know. You know, the, you know the one thing, and I, I was just thinking about this. I, I think it was uh, Devers that the Red. No, maybe it was Ben Attendee, but the Red Sox, and that would be wrong. They they wouldn't trade when they went to get Chris Sale. They would not trade, and I guess it was Ben Attendee. They wouldn't trade to get Chris yeah. Sale, and uh, they end up trading Moncado. But uh, you know, I, I, for a minute I thought it was Devers, and that would even be a, a more of a no-brainer. Moncado. Well, now they right. traded Ben Attendee. You know. They did. Yeah. They did. But part of the part of what they get is the great Frenchie Cordero. So uh-huh. yeah. anyway, um, okay. Any more? Uh, anything else, Jamal? Nope. Okay. I think I think Chris. The only what I'm hearing with the Red Sox is if if that's who it is, the Cubs mm-hmm. are saying they may want. Is it Dahlbeck in that deal? Dahlbeck, yeah. Dahlbeck. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Him. And that's it. Yeah. He's he's been up and down. He's got a lot of potential, and but it just uh, he strikes out a lot. So you know, and, and he's awful at first. I mean, he, he hasn't dug a throw out of the dirt all year. Yeah, he hasn't mm-hmm. been good at first. Yeah. So we'll now I heard um, just before we get on the air, I heard Jason Stocks from the Athletic, who used to be with ESPN, is reporting that the Nationals are ready to trade just about anybody. Well, and, sure. that, right. and that eight. Eight teams are in on Serge right now. Yeah, sure, sure. except yeah, apparently, yeah. apparently they have told the Mets that they needn't call back because they will not trade yeah. within the division. Right. right, and they and and he has a no trade, so he can pick where he wants to go. When he says he wants to go to a team that has a chance to win this shit. Now, supposedly the right. And remember one other thing: his agent has told any team that acquires him, they must give him a contract extension. So yeah, now he they he, they are, he also said the Red Sox were one of the eight teams. That is correct. For which, which I don't, I don't, I, I actually see him going to the Dodgers and and slipping right in where Trevor Bauer was. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Well, yeah. because the sense. rumor is, with Trevor Bauer, is that he's probably done for the season. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, uh, Robert. So before we get off baseball, uh, what did you want to say about the Oakland Mets? Well, I, I I hate to even talk about this because I don't live in the city. I don't I don't understand how the political. Um, framework works in that city, but on July 20th, uh, the city approved their own package for the A's, not what the A's proposed. Uh, It's completely different from what the A's proposed. Um, So I really don't know uh, where this leads the two sides. I don't know. I don't know if they're still going to negotiate, but baseball has told the A's that they need to find a home sooner or later. What and, what I saw yesterday, Robert, is that they are negotiating with Vegas, yep. and apparently those negotiations are are quite a ways down the road already. Yes, yes, they are. Yep. And uh, Las Vegas is uh, they uh, they practically fell down to to make sure to build the Raiders a stadium of what they wanted, as long as the, the Raiders allowed uh, UNLV to play their football games there. Uh, they went out of their way to make sure the Golden Knights had a top arena for hockey and they also eventually want to put basketball in that arena for the nba uh they've made that very clear but i think seattle deserves an nba team first um and but it looks like the oakland a's will eventually become the las vegas a's um and that that makes the most logical sense uh i i hate it for the people of oakland uh, they've lost the Raiders. They've lost. The, they're going to lose the A's, and they can't really complain about the Warriors because the Warriors didn't leave the area. They just moved to San right. Francisco. I guess. Know? I guess the only thing you would say, Robert, does it really bother the people of Oakland? Because I mean, politically, they they keep voting the same way. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't know. Um. Uh. Those that commented on the on the subject. 
who actually live in the city uh, said that they would be that they're very unhappy with the city council for not approving uh, what the A's wanted. So, but I guess we won't find out until November of '22 whether that's true or not because that's when the next elections are. So, yeah, well, right. so they will take a lead, and they will be a team that has been four cities. They'll take a lead over the tied with the Braves. They'll take a lead with four cities if they go to Vegas. And, yeah. and, re- and, and remember, the, Manfred has said that there will not be expansion because until they get the the, the A's and the Rays. A's figured out. Yeah. yeah. And, well, it looks like, and remember the, A's, the remember the A's are are they're uh, they're stuck in their lease unless so Major League Baseball can get them out of it until 2024. So well, that and, could you know, be worked out. But what were we gonna say, tied, Sean? I believe I believe they'll be tied for the lead in all the pro sports as far as number of cities with the Kings and well, let's oh see. yeah, Rochester, Cincinnati, Kansas City, Omaha, and, and Sacramento. Sacramento. Yep. So, Kansas City, yeah, Omaha the, is like one one entry. That was that was kind of what well, yeah, they were only Kansas City, Omaha for like one or two years. Yeah, yeah, three yeah, four, but then they just became Kansas City. But basically, that was a one kind of deal thing. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. either way, we'll keep, still a, more. We'll keep our eyes on that situation. Right. Speaking okay. of the NBA. Speaking of the NBA and the, the Kings or the Royals or whatever, and of course yeah. they changed their name because they were going to Kansas City. Right. So anyway, yeah. uh, so Washington hired Wes Unsell Jr. as their uh, new head coach, and he's a four-year contract and was a scout from uh, 97 through 05 for the Wizards, assistant in 05 to 11 with Golden State. Uh, no, assistant uh, then with the Wizards and then Golden State 11 and 12, That's then true. Orlando 12 to 15, and associate coach with Denver from 15 through 21. Wes Sr. died last year, and of course he'd been the GM of the uh, Wizards, and of course the uh, Rookie of the Year at 69, and Finals MVP. And he was also their coach. 78 78 was their coach, and he's the seventh black head coach of the eight openings that uh, were were filled. So, uh, and uh, let's see, what else we got here? Willie Green is the new head coach in New Orleans. Yeah, well, we're talking about Willie Green's part of the Monty Williams tree. He was he was Monty Williams' assistant. And a couple of days after the championship was over, Pelicans announced they hired him to replace Stan Van Gundy. Yep. So one of the things that we were talking about during the week was how you say Giannis's last name. First of all, I'm going to spell it because no one even knows that it really spelled. And David did this: A N T E T O K O U M M P O Atentacumpo. I think is the best way. I to would do just it. say number. What I would just say number. Whatever he is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Milwaukee uh, won won the title first time. Uh, so we didn't have a new uh, winner. Phoenix has not won. Sometime I'm going to sit down some week and and uh, write write these up. Maybe do one league at a time or, or do do some of these things and figure mm-hmm. out how many different teams have won in different leagues. You know, some yeah. leagues have done better at getting different teams in there than some have been around a long time. Like Phoenix just haven't won a title. Milwaukee's won two now, but Milwaukee won the sixth game on uh, Tuesday night, 105 to 98, mm-hmm. and Giannis scored 50 points. 50 and, points and 14 rebounds. And he was the seventh player to score 50 or more in the in the last game, and the fifth player born outside the U.S. to win the uh, finals MVP. Dirk Nowitzki from Dallas, uh, Tony Parker from San Antonio, Tim Duncan from San Antonio, who was born in the Virgin Islands, uh, uh, Hakeem Olajuwon from Houston, and uh, and then uh, Giannis. So all the others uh, were played on Texas teams, strangely enough. Yeah, and he, he's the first. And they in Milwaukee, you got to say, this is good for that city, considering last year with all the stuff going on. 65,000 people outside the arena watching and waiting, and they had very little, you know, I mean, there were a couple of arrests, but nothing 
nothing really major with that many and it, you know, people you think you know sometimes in place in Milwaukee and a couple and, and a couple more things on Giannis yeah because they drink beer in Milwaukee you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple more things on Giannis number one uh, remember there was a lot of pressure on him not to resign in Milwaukee that you know the, uh, a lot of people wanted him to go and, and uh, and make one of these super, super teams, teams. But yeah. credit and I to think him. the big story. Oh, okay, go ahead, Sean. Uh, go ahead, Sean. No, I was going to say, and the big story is not just with him. I mean, Chris Middleton, they drafted him. And for what you can say, is the G League worth it? Chris Middleton played in the G League. He was a second round pick and had worked his way into being a finals MVP in one of the games. You know, in one of the, I mean, that's just, you know, in, in one of the games. So, I mean, the, say what you will about the G League, oh, it's had whatever, but you're starting to see some stuff coming out of the G League with guys like Chris Middleton, and, you know, you're going to start seeing others. Now that every team has their own developmental team, mm-hmm. and bringing in Drew Holiday, I mean, that was a big move for them. Yep. And picking a P.J. Tuck, I mean, that was just all those moves. Milwaukee's, and he said, I, and Giannis was like, I, no, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. This is my team. I could go wherever. And one thing I thought that was funny, the next day he went to McDonald's. He ordered a 50 piece chicken nugget, chicken McNugget package. He goes, I don't want 49. I don't want 51. I want a 50 piece. And another thing on Giannis, he's got brothers because he's got a brother that plays for the Bucks. That's right. He also has a brother that plays for the Lakers, and apparently yeah. he's got another brother that's going to be in the NBA draft. Okay. Yeah, so. he's, and his his brothers are not as good. One reason they drafted his brother, and this was smart, because Giannis, and we all talk, we talked about this with Shohei Otani. Giannis is not, I mean, he was okay, you know, with English, but Greece, you know, he, he was born in Nigeria, but he's Greek, just, you know, raised in Greece, so Greek is his first language. He's, uh, they brought his brother in so that he'd have, you know, to talk with them and, you know, he'd have, they were smart knowing, hey, his brother's not that good, but this is one way we'll keep you on this happy. They drafted his brother, and so, but, I mean, that's a way that, I mean, you you can win if you do it right in a small market. Yeah. San Antonio did it. Now, whether they can, hopefully they can keep the honest and Milton and Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday, who knows who else they might pick up. Now, I most, mean, of, most, most of their team is under contract next year, I believe. And oh. Now, yeah, Phoenix, I don't know if they're going to get back or not. I don't know, because Chris Paul, there's already talk of him going to, I mean, there's talk of the Lakers wanting him, there's talk of whatever, you know, but Devin Booker did step up and, yep. all right, the first, we talked about how bad, I mean, how much a blowout the first three games were before our last show going into the All-Star. Four, five, and six were very good games. And unfortunately, yep. four was not a very high-rated game. It, it was lower rated than the All-Star, but five and six started picking up. I mean, six was, six was the highest rated game. It helped them from being one of the lowest rated NBA finals uh, next to last yeah, year. It really, I you think, know, should it, show these leagues. And, uh, you know, they've always oh, we'll move this to August, we'll move that to April. I think it really should show these leagues. They need to, people are used to the things when they are. No, they I don't their, think that. They've got their I, I habits, you know, and they, they want to see no, I don't they want basketball over that, in June and that kind of thing. No, I, w- I still want it. I still think it can work in July and going in. But because the conference finals were very high rated, I think what it was you had three blowout games, and they're like, oh, is this going to be another? I think that's what it was. But then as they started seeing, hey, people started watching. People started. I don't think it had that 
much to do with being late. I think it just had now going in when we talk about the Olympics later, I think it's hurting them with the Olympics and, well, that, and you know, the that further away the Olympics are from Eastern time, the worst in American yeah. time in general, right. the worse they are. No, no, no. We'll have to find out about, about the, the ratings basketball. next year because they're going back to the regular schedule. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm talking about I'm talking about the Olympic basketball team. I think it hurt the Olympic I think it hurt the NBA players over in the playing basketball. Oh, yeah. I'm not talking about the ratings. I'm talking about them as far oh, as yeah. getting over there. They didn't have the rest. I mean, we'll even people, even Jason Tatum, uh, first round, he's, out, he's still playing until June 1st, and that wouldn't normally happen. You know, that kind of the lost three weeks. But what I'm saying is, you know, part of it is who knew who Milwaukee and Phoenix were. That is part of it. you got to give it that. But just also yeah. the idea that I think people are used to, you know, the sweeps are in November, February, May for a reason, and yeah. June isn't that far beyond it. And, you know, people are doing other things. They're away, and, uh, you know, they, they're looking on their phones they're doing whatever they're doing they, they, you know now they can at least watch things on tv they used to go down there and you didn't use, even have a tv when you were a kid now you got them but you know they're, they're, they're you know people run into other things at the time of the year so yeah. you know there's a reason they run reruns all summer you know? yeah That's right. well and keep one thing in mind as far as chris paul is concerned he would like to go back to phoenix but phoenix doesn't know whether they'll be able to have him back because he's got a 44 million dollar option for next year yeah and so, yeah, Giannis is on another list of one or more uh finals mvps and and uh, a couple of uh, every regular season MVPs. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar <laughs> did it. Michael Jordan did it. Will Chamberlain did it. And LeBron has done it. And Larry Bird and Magic Johnson and Moses Malone and Tim Duncan. So that's kind of a nice list to be on. Yes. So anyway, so any more NBA uh, stuff that we have uh, here? I think all, right. all the I think all the coaching vacancies have been filled, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. So yeah, I mean, yeah I the, dra- the draft is Thursday. The, yeah, yeah, the draft yeah. is Thursday, but there's not really there's not really a marquee guy that's really that standout. That makes you say, wow. I mean, there's some some guys that can help. There's not. Uh, You're going to hear a lot of the Gonzaga guys, but there's no top-notch NBA. No top-notch players. Part of it it is timing. You had uh, two or three things here. First of all, you had a short college season with with many games postponed. You couldn't even sit down and say, oh, I see Duke and North Carolina. No, they're not. Well, what if I watch? (laughs) Uh, No, that's not going to happen. So, you know, you couldn't even do that because so many, they had much more disruption to the season than, than football did, number one. Number two, it was a long time ago. I mean, it ended a little late, but the draft now is August. So by the time it used to be, season get over April 1st, the draft's uh, middle of June or just a little later. You know, so people I'm remember the players, too. I'm not even just talking about that. It's been this way the last three or four years. There hasn't been that marquee guy that just makes you, you well, know. The other thing, too, is the one and done. If you, you don't build up, you know, yeah. you knew Magic and Bird were coming for a couple of years, you know, that kind of thing. So people talk about that for a and while. I, so. yeah. I mean, yeah, you knew, and they started building. Like, you knew you knew Shaq. You knew, it's like, oh, when's Jordan coming out? They Maravich. Yeah, I mean, remember you Maravich. Know, like, They're talking about him for two years, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You. I mean, they were waiting on when Shaq was going to come out. They were. I mean, every, all these guys you knew, but it's like, yeah. But, I mean, you haven't had, and you may see more of it just with a name and image like this. You may see more players stay, you know, thinking, yep. mm, do I want to go sit on the bench or I can make some money here? You may see more of that, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Okay, now, Sean's been chomping at the bit. I know Perry is to a degree. <laughs> and I'm just going to say... Talk about college football and realignment because it, it's been building for like a week. It, of course, nothing's official yet, but this is like uh, every five well, to ten it, years we have this. But here we go again. So what's going on? Well, okay, this goes. This technically goes back as far as six months ago, but Texas, Oklahoma, and the SEC managed to keep this a secret. But Wednesday afternoon, 
at SEC Media Day, right about the time Jimbo Fisher's taking the podium. Uh, Brett Zorman of the Houston Chronicle beat writer wrote the story that Texas and Oklahoma were leaving the Big 12 and coming to the SEC. And, of course, Texas A&M fans, some of them, the vocal minority were having a fit. Jimbo Fisher and Ross Bjork, who neither one of them were there, by the way, when Texas A&M left to go to the SEC. They started the same way. We had a gentleman's agreement, and Greg Sankey came out and said, well, that was not with me. That was with the former commissioner, Mike Sly. And Sankey, Sankey runs the show. He says, we're doing this. And so they went, they tried to go to the legislature. Then all of a sudden, the Big 12 had a meeting on Thursday saying, hey, we can do this. Then it came out on Friday that there was Texas and Oklahoma were going to release a letter on Monday. See, and Texas and Oklahoma were going to release this letter on Monday, send it to the Big 12 on Monday anyway, but none of us would have even known where, oh, like, oh they're leaving. But because this Brenton's Waterman article came out, you know, so it came out early. It's like, oh, they are going to the SEC. So yesterday, they sent a letter to the Big 12 saying that in 2025, when our grant of rights TV deal is up July, June 30th, 2025, we're leaving. Uh, then today, they sent a letter of request to join the SEC. The SEC is voting on, it could be as soon as Thursday, on whether they could join. Texas A&M at the time was trying to stop, or there are people, but John Sharp, the chancellor, came back and said, look, this is going to be good for all of us. Like, he even hinted at saying, hey, everybody's always asking us, are y'all going to play? And they're like, well, we'll only play again. We'll play Texas when it matters. Where he's like, hey, this time it'll matter. You know, we don't have to be the bad guys saying, and And this is a TV deal, because FEC's new TV deal with ESPN starts in 2024, and they go exclusively to ESPN, but they're saying now with Texas and Oklahoma coming, it could add an extra $2 billion. And one reason they're looking at this also is Texas, of course, had their deal with the Longhorn Network, which basically the Longhorn Network was kind of a test for ESPN to see if they could do something like the FEC Network, and there's talk that they would pay them out, dissolve it, make it a second SEC network because they're going to have 16 coaches shows and all this so that you can see the two SEC networks. Plus, they got that alternate one that they put games on that just plays music, so you might see something like that. But it's an interesting, interesting deal, and apparently some other Big 12 schools were kind of a little upset, like the Oklahoma State and Texas Tech apparently are talking to the Pac-12, Kansas, Iowa State talking to the Big 10, Big 10 kind of was like, eh. Baylor, TCU, probably going to be left out hanging because the Pac-12 does not take religious schools because they want schools that are, that they don't want schools that are anti, quote-unquote, anti-LGBT. That's one thing, that a lot of the Pac-12. So you're, you may see, it's like the Big Ten going, do we take Kansas, Iowa State, Iowa State, Cincinnati, Kansas, Kansas State, then the Pac-12, going, we take Oklahoma State and Texas Tech, who else do we take? Houston, Boise State. Or do we go get UNLV because of that stadium now that they're in, even though UNLV is not that good and much of And apparently this has been going on since late December, and if you believe what you hear... Yes. But what started it, apparently ESPN has been involved with this from the get-go. Oh, yes, because ESPN has wanted to get out of their Longhorn Network deal because they, they used it as a test. Because, remember, 11 years ago, Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Texas Tech, there was ta- it was almost a done deal going to the Pac-12. Now, in hindsight, probably not the best deal. ESPN came in and said, hey, Texas, we'll give you the Longhorn Network. We'll, we'll run it for you and pay you so much. Because they were, lo- they were, they were going to lose Texas. Oklahoma to Fox. 
And then it was just, we're Oklahoma State and Texas Tech going to go at that time. They wouldn't take Baylor, so they just said, okay, we'll stay. And a lot of this also goes because ESPN and Texas and Oklahoma and a couple of other schools were very upset because Big 12 Commissioner Bob Oldsby has not been very proactive. He's been reactive as far as stuff. Like They said there was even the rumor we remember last year, Nebraska wanted to go independent for a year when and Ohio State was upset about the Big Ten delaying, and they were almost upset enough that they wanted to leave Ohio State, Michigan, Nebraska, and Michigan said, we'll bring Michigan State. Texas and Oklahoma went to Bowlesby and said, can we? He goes, oh, we're fine with it. We don't need them. We don't want to go poach one of the other big dogs. We don't want to rock the boat. And They could have had Nebraska coming back, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State coming into the Big 12, and, you know, that would have changed a lot of deals, but they were really upset. And even Oklahoma State, who could try to block Oklahoma from going with the legislature, is like they understand. They get it because they were upset about the Big 12 not being proactive. And that's why they're looking other places. That's why they said, hey, we can't do the Big 12 without these two schools. Because other than when teams are playing Texas and Oklahoma, somebody in the AAC pointed this out. Who's, I mean, TCU, Kansas, when they play in football, it's lower rated than like a Cincinnati Central Florida game or a Cincinnati Houston game. Or, you know, it's like they're not watching TCU. They're not watching Kansas football. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kansas basketball? Yes, but no. I think, I think now it's, the only, other than Texas, Oklahoma, now, of course, <clears throat> you could say Iowa State in football is good, but yeah, not not on an annual good. basis. And, there, and who knows, if Matt Campbell leaves, Iowa State's good in football, but if he leaves, What's going to happen? Or, and I mean, they're good in football, but they haven't been bringing their, unfortunately, a lot of it has to do with the ratings also. Now, they may start bringing the ratings if they keep up, and it may help them. But my question is, does Iowa want to be in the same conference as Iowa State? That's what I'm wondering. Well, well, there's a lot of dominoes. But I would tell you that the SEC, the Texas, it will not be 2025. It'll probably be, if I were to guess, maybe 22 or 3. Yeah, I'm hearing 22. I'm hearing it could be 22, especially like I said, if if ESPN pays off Texas and they use that to get out, or if some of these other schools start finding homes and the deal comes, their the conference pretty much comes to an end. Then you know it it could be 22 or 23, and who knows? This may bring CBS back to the table and say you got an ESPN exclusive deal, but how about an extra game of the week back on CBS and right. we'll stay with you. This could bring them back to the table. Yeah, and this is going to be interesting, too, for other teams. You know, we talked about uh, maybe West Virginia going to the ACC. wonder where Notre Dame, uh, if they'll just uh, do what they're doing, you know, keep uh, doing well, what they're doing West or, or not. West Virginia goes to the ACC, they're going to put pressure on Notre Dame to come back because to go in because they want that 16-team, and they don't yeah. want to have a 17-team conference for everything else. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's, uh, you know, we'll certainly have more on this. So, and then we did say before we got off college football, we'd talk about Bobby Bowden. He has pancreatic cancer. He's 91 years old. It's terminal. He uh, coached at Florida State from 1976 through 2009, and uh, he has 357 wins all time and uh, champion, national champion in 93 and 99 with Florida State. <laughs> He's the third all-time winningest coach, and uh, he coached at West Virginia, and I didn't remember this, from 70 through 75 before he went to Florida State. And he got into the College Football uh, Hall of Fame in 2006. So uh, a lot of people are, you know, uh, 
Uh, yeah, that's right. For, yeah, for girls, for teammates. Girls. Yeah, that's right. So uh, that shows how long ago that was. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so uh, we'll see what happens with him. But anyway, so now we are going to launch into the uh, NHL, I, uh, I guess. And there's a lot of things we're going on. Brandon Carlo re-signed for the Bruins. And uh, it's six years for $24 million. I'm, I'm a little worried, and Rick, you can comment on this. He's had two concussions uh, this year. And yeah. so I'm a little worried about that. I'm a little worried, too, especially since Kevin Miller just retired because he had so much trouble with oh i didn't know he retired yeah yeah so yeah but then and that's it now you do have uh who the heck was it was uh, and robert you'd remember so would you Rick? who was out for the bruins all that time with the concussion and but he did come back was it bergeron yeah um yeah he started out early yeah with yeah he had trouble for the first yeah. couple of years but he got back and then, of course, then we Paul, have Mark Savard, who never did come back. That's right. Right. That's uh-huh. the one I was thinking. Yeah, that, that's it. Mark Savard, too. Yeah. Taylor Hall will also stay for the Bruins. And uh, then we have a bunch of people. And, you know, I, I have to admit, I'm, I'm an NFL, NHL fan, but I'm, I'm more of a Bruins fan. I know the Bruins, and I don't know necessarily all these guys. So, Robert, you'll have to help me out. Uh, I'll do my best. Drew, Drew, uh, uh, Luke Prokop went to uh, – he's the first uh, – avowedly gay uh, player in the uh, NHL. And he He's a minor leaguer with, minor the, with the National Predator, Predators, yeah. the defensive mm-hmm. defenseman. Uh, and let's see. We had the first, uh, okay, mm-hmm. Keith uh, Yandel, uh, bought out by Florida, so he'll be a free agent, and then mm-hmm. two years left on his contract. Uh, and he's the leading consecutive game streak guy. We yeah, and there are several ago. teams interested, so he's got. Um, Actually, I thought I heard he signed today, but I can't remember where it was. Uh, for, I, for for a cheap like nine hundred thousand was. Well, I didn't hear that, Rick. But if yeah. you signed, I'd like to know where. So I, yeah, I'm trying to remember. That'll be the first thing up next week when we get okay. to the NHL. Yeah. I guess. Uh, let's see. Uh, Let's see what happened here. Uh, oh, uh, San, uh, San Jose resigned Dylan Gambrell, Robert? Yes, uh, they did. Defenseman? And, yeah, and they also acquired goaltender Aiden Hill from Arizona. Uh, the only thing I know about him, he hasn't played in too many games. The only thing I know about him is he's six foot six. So Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah. I'll take up a lot of room, that's for yeah. sure. Uh, let's see. So then we have uh, free agency starts uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow yeah. night. Yeah. Okay. Barkley uh, Goodrow uh, to the Rangers from Tampa Bay for a draft choice. Yeah, and then he uh, automatically he immediately signed a six-year extension to stay in New York. And Barkley Goodrow is a good player. He, he started with the Sharks and, of course, went to Tampa Bay and won two consecutive cups. So I wish him luck in New York. Uh, the Rangers then traded uh, Pavel Busnevich uh, to St. Louis. See if you can say that. You can say uh, Giannis <laughs> to uh, St. Louis for um, Sammy uh, Blade. Sammy, Bla- <laughs> Sammy Blades and a, a second round choice, I think. Yes. And, the, and then Rangers were uh, and the Rangers bought, bought out uh, Tony uh, D'Angelo. D'Angelo, yeah. And Arizona traded Captain Oliver. Uh, Oliver Ekman Larson to, to Vancouver. To Vancouver, defenseman for Lewis Erickson and another player. Uh, uh, Louis Erickson um, and, uh, oh, I, I, I gave the list of players. There were three players that they dumped three uh, contracts on Arizona to, to, uh, to pick up Larson. And, oh, I uh, think I've got them here. Yeah. I think it's uh, Jay Beagle and Antoine uh, Roussel. Roussel. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. And some draft choices. Yeah. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, Pat uh, Foley is retiring from the uh, Blackhawk TV booth after this coming year. Yes. And then we, uh, John Forsland is leaving uh, Carolina and going to Seattle. So he'll be on the TV side with Chuck Hayton doing the radio for the Kraken. Yeah, as far as I know, Chuck Hayton is going to do the radio, although I have not been able to confirm that. But it seems like if Chuck is healthy enough, it seems like it's a foregone conclusion. And I hope that's the case. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, and I think we have a couple more NHL notes over here. Yeah, uh, I kept putting them in as I found them. You so. kept putting them in. Yes, you did. Okay, um, <laughs> let's see. More baseball. Oh, okay. So the one thing we can talk about is Mike Sullivan. So talk about that, uh, Robert. Uh, yeah, yesterday uh, the NHL or USA Hockey announced that Mike Sullivan, the coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins, will be the United States Olympic coach. And this tells me that uh, they're getting close to an agreement with the NHL because normally you, you wouldn't have a NHL coach coach the U.S. team unless the NHL players are going to be there. And they did release their new schedule, and they did put in a three-week break for the Olympics. So it'll, it looks like the players are going to get their wish about wanting to go to Beijing. I Personally, I was the whole thing in Beijing. I, I don't know if I'd mess with that, just like the Tokyo situation. So yeah, I mean it's not that far away. You don't know where the virus is going to be at that yeah. point. We're not. Yeah, gonna be and remember, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to get political here, but the rumor is it started in China. So I don't know whether you want to send everybody over there for well, the maybe Olympics. maybe a in China, Robert. Yeah. You know, so. we can only focus. So, you know, I don't okay. know. Okay, Mark Andre Fleury was traded. Now that surprised yes. me to those yeah. Blackhawks from the Vegas, and he had a pretty uh, good playoff. And apparently, uh, Flurry is not happy about no. that. Uh, he is considering just retiring and not reporting to the Blackhawks. Yeah, well, one of the reasons he's not happy is because they, <laughs> Vegas forgot to tell him he was traded. He found out on, on you know, Twitter. Yeah, they, uh, oh, I didn't hear that part, Rick. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, a, a statement came out after he found out and he said, well, I may not even report. I just may retire. And I, I hope he does not because uh, even though he is 36 years old, he's still got a lot left. He does. So Jake Volacek was traded from Philadelphia back to uh, Columbus, Columbus, where he had been before, yep. for Cam Atkinson yep. and, and Sam Reinhardt, Reinhardt from Buffalo to, to Florida. Florida. Okay, so, so I think that's all the hockey that we I had. I think that's all we got for now. So it'll be busy. So the NBA and NHL will be busy uh, the next uh, – when is NBA free agency? Uh, NBA free agency, I believe, starts this weekend, doesn't yeah, it, Yeah, right, right yeah, after August, the draft. August 1st. I think, yeah. okay. August 1st, yeah. So when we come back next week, we'll, we'll have for NHL free well, agency. Well, they'll talk to them, and then they'll have that date. They'll have that time where they can sign a few days later. Like yeah. Like 10th or something like that. Or, oh, okay then. Yeah. But we'll, we'll kind of – that never changes, really. You usually get the – if it's going to be like – like the first or whatever, and they have, they might even have one of those big specials like they used to do July 1st, you know? Yeah, so now, uh, usually, if you hear something other than LeBron holding it out that one year, usually they what you hear is what happens, you know, yeah. a few days later. Um, but no, next week will be interesting because we'll have a lot to talk about with, with hockey players signing places and uh, NBA having all kinds of rumors. And I don't know, and now baseball that Giannis, trades. now that Giannis and all the baseball trades, yeah. now that Giannis is staying in Milwaukee, I don't know who the top. NBA free agents going to be this year, so it'll be interesting yeah. to see who that is. Well, if people uh, watch the draft show on, uh, and that's on uh, Thursday, Thursday, and uh, they'll be talking, because you know, anytime anybody drafts somebody, they'll talk about. Well, they talk about each give a capital. What each team, Kawhi, where each team Kawhi opts out or not? That's well, and he's recovering from knee surgery, so. You may not want to, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Let's make sure, though, that you listen to all things radio before you watch the draft. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. draft that's will be, the draft will be at 8 o'clock, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. Okay. NBC and ESPN. Yeah. The, the NFL. Here we go. Richard Sherman, domestic violence. He tried to break into his in-laws' home. He was drunk and all that stuff. And he got into a, a fight with uh, some I, some people, I think, before that anyway. Well, he and, crashed his car at a construction site. Yeah, yeah. that's right. He hit a construction site. So I don't know what's going on. He's a free agent right now. This is, can't be good for his no. uh, free agent and, status. And I've got to tell you, I heard the 911 tape, yeah. and the dispatcher handled that very, Oh, yeah, very that was, wasn't that cool. awful? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, really. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if you all got a chance to hear that, but that is not how you do your job no, if no. you're a 911 no. dispatcher. No, she yeah. was very combative. I don't know what yeah. her issue was. Yeah. And I guess Richard uh, Sherman's friends have been saying for the last few months that they've been worried about him, that he could do something yeah. for himself. He's been really yeah. in a bad way. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. So Rich Eisen came down with uh, COVID, so yeah. I don't know how he's doing, whether he's, and he was fully vaccinated too, but I guess yes. he does have it. So I don't know whether he's back, you know, hopefully he didn't get it too badly. So that, you know, that would be good. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see what the, oh, I, that's right. Oh, Kathy's ride times from this morning. That's what <laughs> okay. What would they, what does it say this one? Aaron Rodgers uh, turned down, uh, for, according to what people are saying now, turned out a contract the last uh, offseason that would have made, or this offseason that would have made him the highest paid player in the NFL. So he's still thinking about free agency. He is at training camp. So what are you guys hearing? Uh, no, well, he's going, no, he's going to play this year. Yeah. We, we, we said, year. Remember, we said when this first started that he would play for the Packers this year, and he will. Yeah. Apparently they're going to avoid one year of his contract, and he can become a free agent. And, yeah. Uh, and so you would, think the Packers, you would at least think the Packers would get the best out of him if he's in a contract year. Yeah. Right. And apparently no. what happened was him and Devontae Adams, they posted a photo of the Bulls and Last Dance, kind of like a play. And yeah, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Yeah, Michael Jordan Last Dance. Now, Roger, uh, actually, the, the contract he turned down wouldn't have only made him the highest played player in football. Would have, except for Leo Messi, it wouldn't have made him the highest paid sports person ever. Yeah. Um, now the the way the reason he's back is Green Bay is redoing his contract. That he was he was under contract till twenty three. They're taking that last year off. Now none of this is official yet, but it sounds like it's going to happen. Yeah, they're, they're taking that last year off, and at the end of this next year, they're going to allow him. It looks like to, to almost make his own trade. And the kind reason they deal kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, they're going to what they're doing, what the hold up right now, but they think it's going to get done is that they're getting rid of um, what they call the, the default language in the contract. So, I mean, normally after next year, if he retired, he wouldn't get his money for 2022. If they get rid of this default clause, he's going to if he says after next year, he's going to retire. He still gets paid for 2022. So that way, Green Bay almost has to trade him, and they right. and they have to trade him to someplace he wants to. You know, if they say I'm going to trade you to Houston, he can say no, I don't want to go there. I'll retire. You know, and not only right. would Green Bay have to pay him, but it's going to go against their cap. Yeah, right. And so, the, the way the way this is going to be set up is Aaron Rodgers will be able to basically say where he wants to go. Yeah. And, De and Devontae Adams is also a free agent at the end of this upcoming season. Right. And yep. so a lot of football people are thinking that wherever Aaron Rodgers goes, that's where Devontae Adams is going to go. And I've, oh, heard, yeah, maybe, I've heard maybe Robert Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, uh, they both have indicated uh, that they would like to be in Vegas, but they want Vegas to improve their defense. Yeah. So, yeah. 
But it's, um, I mean, it makes you wonder, though, if everybody knows that Green Bay has to trade them, how much are they going to get for them? You know? Well, because yeah. they've made, because the players have made this so public and the Packers are, and everybody knows the Packers are in this situation, I don't think teams are going to offer a whole lot. No. And, uh, I mean, as good as he is, you know, you've still got the age thing and then the yeah. fact that they have to trade him to where he wants to go. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. The, and the problem that Derek Carr is going to have is he's going to have all kinds of pressure this year to deliver a long playoff run yeah. uh, because if he doesn't, then he knows that he's going to be elsewhere next year mm-hmm. because both Adams and Rodgers have made it public. They want to go to Vegas, but they want Vegas to improve their defense. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. So Melvin Ingram uh, got a one-year deal with Pittsburgh, defensive yeah. lineman. Uh, he had been with the Chargers before. Now, Rick, uh, I was surprised by this because Melvin Ingram is a very good pass rusher. Was he hurt last year? He was because... hurt last year, yeah. Okay. Is that why he only got a one-year deal? I guess. Yeah, it must be. Huh? Because he's a very good uh, That's a steal. If you're, yeah. if, you're, if you're a Steelers fan, no pun intended, but that's, yeah. a, <laughs> that's a steal because normally this guy would get like a five-year, five-year deal from somebody. Right. I don't know what's going on over there, Rick, but it's getting very windy here and well, I, uh, kind of dark. I can't tell because we have the windows shut in the air conditioning. Yeah. Okay, well, I got it shut, but yeah. I can hear it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll see if anything crazy happens. I haven't heard any thunder yet, but it's just getting windy. Okay. Uh, okay, so the NFL has a mandate if unvaccinated uh, players cause uh, a postponement and they, they won't reschedule the games and there'll be a forfeit and the teams will, both teams will absorb the financial losses also and the teams won't be paid for the game either team so boy you can what they're trying to do is put a lot of pressure on people yeah. to get vaccinated because you know if you're but that's okay not, that's not Although the, other, the, yeah. the other team though no, but well, so now Rick, uh, they want, the they want them to the put pressure on. So let's say, let's say you're the Patriots. You have a bunch of vaccinated players. You're, you got a game coming up against the Jets, and you have friends on the Jets. And you say, hey guys, you know, yeah. you guys need to pick up on the vaccinations. We don't want to lose our money here. You know, yeah. now, I think Chris, you said something a little wrong. I'm, I'm not positive, but it's, okay. I don't. It, I think they are still going to try to reschedule the game if they can. Yeah. They're but not gonna but if it can't be, if it can't be rescheduled, yeah. Yeah, they uh, could so do one. And they're not, they're they're not going to add an extra week at the no. end of the year. Yeah. That's true. No. Yeah, and you're right. If it can be done on an off day, they will, but they're not going to do these Tuesday night. And they're Wednesday not going to go out of there. Well, way. they might even do that if it works, if it's fair yeah. competition wise. I just they, think there's some, there's some games, with, with depending on who when you have your bye week, that you just can't reschedule. You know? right. right. Especially if it's right. late in the season and everybody's had their buys and stuff. Right. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, okay. So the, the, these are outbreaks that result from uh, unvaccinated players. Now, I assume right. if you have a situation like the Yankees had this week, that wouldn't have uh, come into play. Yeah. Because, you know, you had uh, vaccinated players that were, you know. So right now, <laughs> 70, uh, with the statistics I got uh, the other day, 70% have had at least one shot, which is amazing. I didn't know it was that high. Uh, 14 teams with 85% or more, and all 32 with at least 50%. So that, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and and let's see. And if they're vaccinated, they can come back after two negative tests, uh, 24 hours apart. Unvaccinated, a 10-day isolation. Uh, so that's you know there'll be different rules for the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. And then we had uh, San Francisco linebacker Fred Warner, uh, five years for 95 million. He signed a deal. Yeah. And yep. let's see. I think. Oh, and uh, oh. one thing that I didn't know, and maybe you guys did, that inside the NFL was going from Showtime to Paramount uh, Plus. This Paramount time. Plus. Yeah, no, I didn't and, and all NFL, you know, 
and NFL Network will still have it. And uh, so the history of it, uh, David gave us, HBO was 77 through 08, then Showtime 08 till 21, and now the NFL Network has been uh, with it since 14. So anyway, and that's a very good show. I'm I'm kind of yeah, disappointed yeah, that it's yeah. be, that it's being removed from. Who are the hosts now? All the well, ones I knew on were. Yeah. Uh, well, right now it's James Brown, who's who's the main host, and you have Ray Lewis, Brandon Marshall. Uh, sometimes you have contributions from Phil Simms and Boomer Esiason. They bring in Michael Irvin on occasion. It's still a very good show. So, uh, Sean, what is going on with the circus that we call the uh, Houston, Texas this week? Oh Texas this week with Deshaun, <laughs> Deshaun Watson. Wa- training. Deshaun Watson did show up to training camp, but if he didn't, he was gonna he was gonna be fined fifty thousand a day. So Deshaun Watson showed up, but they won it. They think they can trade him. They're not gonna trade him for much. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I don't. He's not, but Houston has come out and said they want at least three number one picks and probably more yeah. than that. They, yeah. they want. <laughs> They want three number ones, two number twos, and they want some and established player. players. <laughs> yeah. And he, he's not going to be put – right now he's not going to be put on the commissioner's list because no legal charges have been filed against him. No, these are all civil suits, and there's no legal charges. So I guess technically he's going to be allowed to play. So, Although I, I think I heard yesterday technically now 12 of the women have reported it to the police. Now whether – yeah, I, I mean, don't know why. as late as this is, I mean, there may be nothing they can do about it. Maybe. Right, and there, I think there's a total of. Correct me if I'm wrong, Rick. Twenty-two different civil yeah, suits. Yeah, twenty-two. Yes, there's twenty-two. But they do say, as far as the civil suits go, that nobody will be deposed till April. So that doesn't really affect this. You, you, you have to get no. something from the NFL saying what list he's going to be on, how when he's going to be able to play. Yeah, yeah. And so, as far as being, you know, what the fine that, that's something different with the league this year. The fines, if you don't show up for camp, I mean, we all know in in past years people wouldn't show up and they say they're going to be fined and then they sign a contract. And the team says, never mind the fines. Yeah. Uh, it, part of the CBA now is you can't do that. If you don't show up, you are automatically fined $50,000 a year, and the, and the club can't take it back. Right. So that's why everybody like Gilmore and these guys who want new contracts, they're all showing up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that, that that is actually better that way. Yeah, because, you yeah. Know, yeah it's 50000 a day if yeah. you don't show up. So. Right, right. So um, the NFL schedules have come out in Braille. I got mine, and uh, Jerry got his, and a lot of people did. Oh, so, everybody uh, on the uh, everybody on the system yesterday were very happy that they got their schedules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that's good. Yeah. Any other NFL news, Rick? Yeah. Um, well, Tom Brady's legend just keeps growing. Evidently, he played all last year with a torment, torn MCL. Yeah, he did. So, yeah, he's had to, he's had to repair it after the Super Bowl, so he's yeah. now. Uh, the Washington football team announced that they will ch- get a new name after this year, and it won't okay. be the Warriors. Some people have been speculating that. Yeah. Uh, Cam Akers for the Rams tore an ACL. He's gone for the he's year. He's gone oh. for the year, and the Rams, I, I'm surprised by this, but the Rams have said they're not going to look for a running back. That's yeah. They'll go with Henderson. Right now. Uh, they have Henderson, so they got they lost Brown. He went to Miami. Yeah, they got now, Henderson uh, and a couple of rookies. Man. Now Perry is uh, as Rams fan. Aren't you kind of disappointed by that? <laughs> well, let's see what happens. I mean, okay. you know, really, that's. Uh, I thought Akers was in for a big year. Yeah. Yeah, he had a good year last year. That's for sure. Uh, New Orleans defensive yeah. tackle David uh, Anumada okay. uh, uh, suspended for six weeks because of performance enhancing drugs. Okay. All right. Um, Michael Thomas. Now he was <laughs> he was injured most of last year. At the end of the year, he was scheduled to have surgery to clean, supposedly uh, you know, simple surgery to clean out his clean up his ankle. Decided at the last minute he wasn't going to have surgery. He was going to try to 
just make you know, work out and get it get it going right. Um, well, it turns out now in Ju- early June he ended up having to have surgery to repair a ligament. And he'll be out till what November? Well, they they're saying that if, if everything goes perfect, then it's like a four month injury. So we'll put you in the middle of October. Their bye week is week six. So that at the earliest, I think you're going to see him is uh, week seven. Well, yeah. um, and the Saints signed because they have nobody at receiver now. They signed Chris Hogan this week. Yeah, who's okay. who has like 240 NFL receptions, which believe it or not is like twice as much as the rest of the Saints receivers combined. Oh, wow. wow. Yep. They haven't done uh, that in a couple of years. Yeah. You know? And so uh, they're going to have a quarterback uh, yeah. competition. With, well, I uh, wonder now if this go kind of tilts towards Taysom Hill, where they just yeah. kind of run a lot of options and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and Kamara and all that. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Houston signed, uh, signed Alan Miller, the former receiver from the Bears. Okay. Uh, the Vikings signed the former Jaguars to receive a D.D. Westbrook. And oh, and what about the, what about that assistant coach from Minnesota? What? Rick, oh yeah, Rick uh, well, Rick Smith. Is he the one that with the COVID? Um, yeah, he didn't want the vaccine. Well, him and, and the, fired, there was yeah. one for the Patriots too. Yeah. So he well, he didn't get fired. They, no, he quit because of the COVID. And he was yeah. no offensive line coach. Well, so and they said and they worked. said with the guy in Minnesota that, that they're still talking to him. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Joe Burrows has been cleared for for training camp to to work. And I don't. You're not going to see him in any games, preseason no. games. I don't think. But he's yeah. cleared to work in training camp, so that's good. Yeah. And it is pouring here, Chris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the Red Sox game will be delayed, folks. Well, it's it, well now. What what we know living here on the South Shore is what oh. they we have, all is equal. This weather that we have now was at Fenway Park maybe half an hour ago. Oh, okay. So, right. You know, because it's coming. We live south, and it comes. You know, to the you know, east and south and like that. So okay. I, I think basically normal. It starts to rain there, and then it rains here if you're watching a game. So um, it doesn't mean that it's not still raining because this is coming down. It's, we're yeah. blowing sideways. Yeah, no, crazy. Last, last Thursday's Yankees game, they had like an hour delay of rain delay, and it poured because you're know, for a part of it. And it turned out, I heard in the news the next day that Logan Airport didn't get a drop. It went down as only our third day of the month with no rain. I'm not sure we got any here either. No, oh, we it. did. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Well, maybe we did, but I, I didn't notice it. But. Okay, so I think that's the NFL stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. I I think okay. so, yeah. So let's see. The Olympics, I mean, we certainly aren't going to go through all the medals and all that. Uh, you know, so you already talked about uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Maria Taylor uh, going to NBC. Yeah. And, that yeah. was, uh, and she started on the Olympics there. And, and uh, Rachel and, uh, uh, Nichols uh, wished her good luck and all that yeah, stuff. Yep. Uh, yeah, the last I heard, 150 people in the village have COVID. Uh, I don't know out of how many or whatever, but uh, you right. know, they do. And I heard a statistic, which I was not aware of. I assumed that the whole U.S. team was going to be vaccinated. But 85% of the U.S. team was vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it wasn't, wasn't yeah, the whole yeah, there's about hundred. There's about 100 athletes I hear that aren't. Yeah, the, yeah. the baseball, the softball, the basketball team are all vaccinated. Uh, I forget. But, there, yeah, there's some that are not. And then, of course, like I said, we mentioned it's the lowest-rated Olympics since 1988, and it's on a lot more platforms than it was in 1988. Now, yeah. I know some of the time zone, but in 08 yeah. in Beijing, or what was it in 08? Was it, was it in China in 08? Yeah. yeah. In a similar time zone, yep. it was very high-rated, very well-watched, even though now tonight it's either going to work for them or work against them with this Simone Biles thing that came yeah. out. And they've been, you know, spoiler alert, but, I mean, everybody's already heard it anyway, even on yeah. the show tonight. She withdrew because she didn't 
make our she was on the final team, but originally they said it was medical, but then they're saying it was they're uh, saying it's something and, mental. Yes, yes, yes. mental. Well, and she stress. even said yesterday that she was stressed out by a lot of this stuff. That was on yeah. the news even before she. She uh, may come back for the individuals, but <laughs> I don't, we don't know. That's what the other room, who's in this room, is actually telling me. Yeah, <laughs> the other room yeah. is telling me. And, and but remember, I mean, she's twenty four. She's the best gymnast ever. She is. I mean, twenty four is old for a gymnast. Yes, that's that's old for yeah. and. I mean, they have they have a vault or something named after her because of how good she is, and she's had a lot of you know, and she put a lot of pressure on herself. Going, I have to do this, I you know, and and then also you look at it, and this has not been brought up, but since the last Olympics and everything, remember the whole Larry Nasser thing right. came out after the last, Olympics. and she was one of the victims. Yeah, yep. she was one of the victims, not one of the major, but she did testify. And, you know, with the other 300 and something gymnasts going back from, to the 80s, even back to the Mary Lou Retton days. And, you know, she's, I mean, in Houston, in Houston, she's up there like one of your top five or ten athletes from Houston up there with Akeem and J.J. Watt and Carl Lewis and Nolan Ryan. She's up there with that group. And, you know, like she was even saying the other night, you know, she's like, I've been doing this for 17 years. And some of these other girls are like, I'm not even 17 yet. She was saying that <laughs> yeah, on really. Sunday. So it's kind of like, well, like, that's a big pressure. That's a big thing. Softball came back and did not win the gold against Japan. And it's only back for this year because Japan wanted it back because they wanted to defend their 08 gold medal, and they won. But it was kind of neat to see all the old the softball girls coming out of retirement. Cat Osterman, 38 years old, probably the best softball pitcher around. And a couple of others that all came out from of retirement from the OA team. Now, it's not going to be around in 24. Softball is not at the Olympics. I don't know why. I think baseball right. is, but softball. And they had to get softball early because they're using the same field for softball and baseball. So, I mean, and the basketball team has been struggling, but I think there's yeah. a lot of things there. Yeah, I think, I think that's because uh, by lack tired. of off, time off and everything else. Yeah. T- and, and, you know, the teams that have beat them, France and Australia in the exhibition, those those two teams internationally, they I mean, France, Australia, France has Rudy Gobert on their team, and you know it's kind of you know the world is catching up to. Or they call him Mr. COVID. Yeah, he's yeah. always he's always involved in the COVID stories. That's right. Yeah, yeah and, but I mean the world is catching up. I mean, so if you don't have your A game every night, it can be a team like an Appalachian State beating Michigan or uh, somebody, you know, somebody like that, a Maryland, Baltimore County beating Virginia that time. They can sneak up on you if you don't have your A game on. A mm-hmm. team like a France or Australia or Brazil or there's about five or six these other teams they can just sneak right on in there so anyway uh brisbane got the olympics for 2032 and we got some statistics from david about australian olympics and when they were because we were talking about the climate and the time and all that so in melbourne in 56 they were november 22nd through december 8th in sydney in 2000 um, uh, september 14th through uh, october 1st and brisbane's going to be the same uh, basically as now july 23rd to through august 8th so you know i think that's going to be the standard olympics now that 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 late july no but brisbane See, as it turns out, Brisbane is nearer, they're further north. Then, so they're nearer to the equator. So their average temperature is in the 70s right now. So they'll be able to do that. And, Averages like that. And in, in most of Australia, yeah, their their winters are not like a Boston winter. It's more like a winter in the south. Maybe. 
winter right, so. in, in, not in, not quite Florida winter, but maybe like Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, uh, right. Texas, you know, places like that. That's, that's more what most of Australia's winters are like. Yeah, because I asked winters. the weather in Brisbane today uh, or the other day when we were talking about this on the system, and it, it was pretty reasonable weather. It was a nice day. So well, Brisbane's you know. more like a Florida, I think. Yeah, like the Brisbane. Yeah, because like further Florida. north. So the, the, the closer the yeah. equator that you are, yeah. you know, the the better off you are as far as uh, now. In, 20, in 24, the Olympics will be in Paris. Okay. And 28 in L.A. And 28 in L.A., so. Okay. All right, so I think that's all we have for the Olympics. We have our uh, poll question about the Olympics. But, Robert, we've got a little boxing info, right? Yeah, um, some things are starting to fall into place as far as uh, fights and upcoming dates. Uh, the only date I don't have is for the uh, Fury-Wilder 3 rematch. I know it's going to be in October, but I don't have an official date yet. But, uh uh, as you know, August 21st will be uh, Earl Spence Jr. Manny Pacquiao. That fight will take place in Las Vegas. That's not going to be in the stadium because SummerSlam has the stadium for that weekend. So, And in September, Canelo Alvarez is going to be fighting Caleb Plant. That might be in the stadium depending on uh, UNLV's schedule. Um, uh, I would, uh, uh, and of course, uh, uh, if Canelo wins that, he'll have all four titles in the super middleweight division, and then he'll either give uh, Gennady Golovkin Triple G his third fight, or he'll move up to light heavyweight and try to go for those four belts. Uh, and uh, as I said in October, uh, Fury and Wilder will be fighting in Vegas. Uh, Anthony Joshua this week, since he's had to be on the sidelines due to Fury and Wilder being postponed and delayed and all this kind of jazz, uh, he's going to be defending. He's going to be defending his three titles against one of his mandatory challengers, Alexander Usyk. That'll be on September 25th, and that fight will be in London. And uh, all of his fights are on DAZN, so hopefully he will win. I think he'll win that fight pretty easily because. Alexander Usyk from Russia is a very small heavyweight, and in today's heavyweight division, you've got to be tall and long if you're going to be successful. Uh, Joshua and uh, Wilder are six foot seven, Fury six foot nine, and I think Usyk is only like six one or six two. So I think Joshua is going to get rid of this defense pretty easily, and uh, hopefully he doesn't get cut or having broken hands or anything, so the the fight with the winner of Wilder Fury uh, can be, because he'll fight the winner of the Wilder Fury fight for the unification of the heavyweight division, but now it looks like that'll occur in 2022, so anyway, that's what I've got for boxing for this week. Okay, well, that's good, and now it's time for the poll question. Sean? And the poll question, you can start dialing in. 646-876-9923, 646-876-9923, your code 287-723-4600, hit down key twice. Your favorite Summer Olympic memories, some of your favorite moments that stand out for you in the Summer Olympics. So let's go ahead and start off, Chris. Well, you can't call it a favorite moment, but when Rick and I, we were roommates uh, for one semester at Graham Junior College, and we moved in there the day after Labor Day, and when we got there, we found out that as we were basically on our way, uh, the Israeli Olympic team had been taken hostage. And uh, we got there, and of course we watched that, and it was on you know all the networks, but it was on ABC. Now I think that the, you know at this point, uh, whoever their anchor was, uh, Peter Jennings, whoever it may have been, didn't go there. Now I'm uh, this year, obviously with the travel restrictions, they probably didn't. But I think now, no matter what where the Olympics are, that in uh, 2000, you know, especially the Summer Olympics, 2024, they'll be in, in you know uh, 
wherever, Paris. Paris or, or you know wherever. I think that's what they do. But this put is put the, it all on a great reporter, and, and we always knew he was a great reporter. I mean, Jim he McKay. could do anything. But yeah. Jim McKay just handled it just as well as anybody could. He got the information. He got it done. You know, you had you had a Howard who could certainly throw in uh, reasonable comments, especially being a Jewish man from this country, and and you know as articulate and smart as Howard was. Give him, you know, he, he said a lot of crazy things. Did a lot of crazy things, but he knew, uh, you know, his issues. He knew yeah. the issues of the Middle East. He knew the things that needed to be said. So between him and Jim McKay, and of course one of the one of the things that you see, one of the worst Olympic moments, there were. I would forget how what the number was. He said they're all gone. Yeah. So you you well, just can't forget that. And I think the anchor would have been Harry Reasoner back then. That was before Peter. Jensen. Well, that was a brief. He had a brief time, and then of course he got involved with Barbara Walters, and that lasted about ten minutes. So yeah, it was a lot of. <laughs> it was all Frank Reynolds. Could have been Frank Reynolds. Could have been Frank because Frank there. came and went a couple of times. That's yeah. Right. But yeah. Peter was an anchor, really young, and then wasn't an anchor. Went to like Paris or something, and then came back as an anchor. Right. So could have yeah, even been back Peter back then. Yeah. So anyway, but there's that, and you know the other the other the dream team. I enjoyed that in 92 because finally Bird Magic got to play together. And, you know, that was Bird's last basketball because, you know, his back was bad, had been bad for years. I mean, he missed the whole basically 89, 88-89 season with his back. And it all started in a barroom fight, I think, in 85, they say. And he was never quite the same yeah. after that and just got worse and worse. But he and Magic got to play together. Of course, Magic coming off the, uh, you know, the positive aid test and so forth. So it was uh, really dramatic with that happening. And just, you know, Mexico City was the other one for me because that was pretty close short times on so we saw it every night and you know john carlos and john smith and all the all the protests and you know 1968 and john carlos and and the uh, the protest uh of course and that was coming off you know the the assassinations of bobby kennedy and martin luther king and the election was coming along with with the three-way fight between humphrey and wallace and nixon and it was just such a turbulent time and uh you know that was right in the middle of it in september of 68 and uh you know, so that was a. Those are the three uh, memories I think that I have, and of course before my time, and I've heard recordings of it. Um, you know, the Ted Using call of the the race where right, and you know the the uh, all black uh, relay team beat the German uh, team, and uh, you know that was that was right in front of Hitler in 1936. Yeah. And, uh, and I've heard stage. the stories. I heard the stories that about that all. Marty Glickman talked about they would not let yeah. him go to Ott because he was Jewish. Right. Yeah, he was there, all but the he German couldn't race. Work. He couldn't race, and yeah, couldn't that would be too much in Hitler's face and. The uh, wonderful Avery Brundage, who was an anti-Semite, <laughs> said, you know, uh, you can't race. So they let the black guys do it, and they won, of course, Jesse Owens. But, uh, you know, so those are the memories that, and, and the you know, history of the Olympics that I, I remember. So now, now Chris, who is, you, who is your guest for the ABC anchor? I, I can tell you who it is. Who is oh, your guest? Okay, I, I said Peter Jennings. That is incorrect. Okay, who is it? Howard K. Smith. Howard oh, K. Smith. Good old right. Howard K. Smith. Longtime CBS guy, and then went to went to, but he was not in Munich, so it was up to uh, you know Jim McKay and his crew to take care of it, and they did a good job. Yeah. Okay. Rick. Wow. Rick. Yeah. Uh, this will be very short because I am not an Olympics person. <laughs> I've, I've not watched a minute of it this year, and I probably won't. Um, Memories. Uh, the only real sports Olympic memory I have is, like Chris said, the Dream Team. I, I was really looking forward to that, watching Bird play with not only Magic but Jordan. Yeah. Um, even that was a little disappointing because Bird just his back just wasn't. He didn't play as much as he could have, and his back was yeah. already bothering him. Yeah. The other two memories uh, are, are not good memories, and one of them was Chris was talking about Munich, and the other one is the uh, bombing in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about that the other night. We yeah. talked about that the other day. So, yeah. I, I mean, the news stories get my attention, but I'm just not an Olympics person. 
Perry? So, well, and I think the dream team would be would be one. And, and like Rick, I don't do a lot with the Olympics, but the dream team certainly was one. Um, the the bombing in Atlanta would would be another. Now, I, of course, I was too young for for Munich, but you know, I was just bored. I was too. I was barely yeah. bored when <laughs> Munich. Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, and I'm not much older than Sean. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> Sean and I are the. We're probably the young guys in the group. But um, yeah, those would be fine, Bill. Oh, wait a minute. No Iowa gymnast? There's got to be an Iowa gymnast. Somewhere. Oh, there is an gymnast. Iowa gymnast. Yes, there is. Sean, Sean Johnson is her name. Oh, okay. She is from West Des Moines, and I don't know if she's doing it this year, but in uh, the last Olympics, she was the analyst for NBC on the Olympics. Okay. Uh, I think she is doing it this year. I think she is, cause, yeah, I think she is the female for the women's gymnastics. Anyway, and her name now, of course, is Sean Johnson East. Don't be confused with West, but East. Yeah. Bill. <laughs> uh, it still has to go back to 72 for all the event reasons Chris said. And I remember Jim McKay doing all of that. I remember watching that from, I was in junior college then, too. And at Vincennes University. But I... I also remember the basketball game in 72 yeah. with the United States and Russia. I don't know oh, yeah. how many times they <laughs> kept rolling that clock and kept, I mean, if that wasn't, full, I mean, try not to be a homer, but gee. Doug Collins still talks about that. Yeah, you know, that, that probably has to be one of the worst. I kind of remember 76 for some reason in Montreal yeah. a little bit. And, of course, 1980. And no, we, yeah, we, we didn't, didn't go. We didn't, we didn't go in 80. Go. That's right. We didn't go in 80. Okay. Well, it was in Los Angeles in 84. That's maybe what you're thinking of. Yeah, the Russians didn't come here. The Russians right. didn't come here. Well, what right. was the year that we beat Russia? Well, that was 80, but that was the Winter Olympics. You're talking about hockey. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah that was I, I, think we, I think that would be one for all of us. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. No, right. Right. Well, we'd already, yeah, that. we talked about that a lot when the anniversary yeah, came but around. That's right. I, I do remember 92, but definitely 72 because... Well, you know, we were stringing wires up just to get the cable and all the good times that went through that and and all those guys in the dorm, you know, drinking beer and have first time away from home. And like, I mean, except for the blind school, of course, but, yeah. you know, that that was just a, first time you could drink beer away from home that, uh, you know, get away with it. <laughs> but the, the thing is, Chris, you don't know what goes on at these blind schools. Even, <laughs> yeah. even if the Olympics see these time zones, this Asian business in the Australia, that's really tough. In Europe, you can kind of, yeah, five, okay. Well, like, uh, for the win, just for quickly, I remember like the Tanya Harding, uh, Nancy Kerrigan okay. thing in 94. Okay, it happened about four in the afternoon our time. So it's not uh, everybody, and of course we didn't have all the communication we do now, but everybody, I was hanging out with somebody and we, we were watching it. She said, I don't want to know. Don't even tell me. And you know, that was a reasonable thing to do. Now you can't even do that. So even no. in Europe, it was better. See, it's better. Now, the difference with the time zones now, though, you got it on, like I said, right now it's on NBC, CNBC, USA, and NBC Sports Network, and it's on Peacock. And, and streaming on Peacock. See, so it's not as much. It's NBC's doing coverage pretty much twenty hour, nineteen or twenty hours a day on NBC. They're doing a lot on USA. So in the daytime, they're showing replays of stuff that happened overnight, and then at night they're showing stuff. But you do know. But I mean, like I said, Beijing, it wasn't as big of an issue in, in 08 for some reason. What's time zone? 
Well, I, I think, too, yeah, they didn't have as many streams. And also, people have just even more pervasive, the, the iPhones and everything else. I mean, that was just right. getting Yeah, they, wanted, they find out the result, and it's like, oh, if it's good, I'll go watch it. If not, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, I can remember for that hockey. I know I mentioned it, but we always have to mention it. Yeah, I just remember uh, Jim McKay saying, you're going to want to watch the third period of this <laughs> hockey game. Yes, yeah, I do remember that. Yes. <laughs> hey, Robert? Um, mine, uh, I've got to go. Uh, i got to go to the... Um, both the 76 and 84 boxing teams. Those have been the two oh. best boxing teams the United States have ever, yes. has ever produced because of all the world yep. champions that came out of those. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had uh, Sugar Ray Leonard in 76, and just about everybody on that team eventually became a world champion in their weight class. The same thing in 84. Evander Holyfield was on the 84 team. Uh, yes. Those uh, those would be two. Uh, also in 76 for uh, gymnastics, uh, you know, uh, you had not, uh, Nadia, Nadia Komenich. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's where the, right after that. And that's where the Young right and the Restless right. theme uh, comes from. That's, that's right. You know, they still use that today. Yep. Uh, of course, 92, you have the, the, uh, Dream Team. I think that's on everybody's list. Uh, that was the first time the NBA really got involved. And, um, of course, everybody expects the basketball team to dominate now. But as Sean said, the world is catching up. Um, that's why uh, that's why in, in hockey in winter we don't we don't dominate the winter because there's other other well, countries. The whole NHL is split. Yeah. We've got Russians, Canadians, and yeah. Americans in the NHL. So of yeah, course yeah. the hockey teams are all going to be good. Swedish too. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, speaking of the NHL, one other note to throw in here: Alex Ovechkin signed a five-year contract extension today, forty-seven and a half million dollars to add to what he already has. So <laughs> he will be a capital for life. But um, no. Uh, and of course, '96 you had the Olympic bombing, and um, and Mark Spitz in '72. Who could forget that? Seven yep. gold medals. Yep. Uh, you had Carl Lewis and uh, winning all his gold medals in the '80s. So mm-hmm. uh, there's yep. a lot of things to remember. But I don't I don't know if the Olympics are going to be as popular as they were in the '70s and '80s and early '90s because I don't know how many people are actually paying attention to it nowadays. Uh, uh, yeah, Olympics the ratings have kind of dropped the last two Olympics. Even they, I mean, not as much. I mean, they still get people to watch, but yeah. So that's it for me, Sean. Uh, well, for me, '84 is memorable because you know, with me, I was born in '72, so I, I was too young to really remember '76 and '80. We boycotted, so '84 was the real first Summer Olympics that I got into. Like you talked about the boxing then, and yep. you talked about Carl Lewis. And then remember Mary the the battle with Mary Decker and Zola Bud on oh, the yeah. track when and all that and then Mary Lou Retton coming up the gymnastics. I'm a huge I like track and field in the Olympics. That's what, that's one that I do watch. So I think of eighty eight with Flojo. Like I said, eighty eight with Flojo right. and then Carl Lewis remember Carl Lewis did it in four Olympics and he would have done it in five if we'd gone in 80, because I think he medaled yep. all the way up to 96. Yep. And and I think of 90, like I said, the dream team, and I think of 96, not just for the bombing, but, I, you know, that was the first Olympics. Well, 92, you had to, you had to pay for the red channel, the white channel, and the blue channel. But 96, remember, they had not NBC was involved. They didn't, I don't think they owned USA yet, but they got the Turner channels, TNT and TBS. They got them involved in it, so you got to see 
Olympics on multiple channels for the first time on multiple over-the-air channels, not just a pay-per-view channel. It was, you know, yeah, they were on cable, but you get to watch them on all those. And then I think recently, all the stuff that Michael Phelps did, I mean, he, yep. I mean, he shattered, I mean, no one ever thought they would, that anybody would break Mark Spitz's record, and he came in, and I mean, he, yeah. all the medals he did the last few years. Yeah. I mean, that's, well, you know what, speaking of medals, we deserve a medal because I think we have shattered so far mm-hmm. our record, and we have three callers. Jamal, if you want to unmute. Now, Jerry is going to be after Jamal. David USF is after Jerry. David and Jerry, you guys are already unmuted, so obviously don't say anything that I wouldn't. So, <laughs> Jamal, go ahead. You know, I know how he is, so it's okay. Okay, yeah. and, for, and for the record, I'm home. Just for the record. <laughs> okay. That's good, Jamal. Okay. We know. We now have GPS on you. Yeah, right. Okay. Now that all, all that being said, a couple of Olympics. Now, I'm like Rick in a sense. I'm not a big Olympic fan, per se, but in 88, Florence Griffith Jordan dominating. And, of course, my sister was in track and field, so I heard her talk about Flo Joe, so I listened to what was going on. You know, and then, what was, was it, 88 or 92, we had Ben Johnson, who dominated. Then that was 88. The Ben Johnson thing, that was 88. in for performance enhancing drugs and all this. But yep. my real memory of the Olympics was already repeated out there, but it wasn't a good one. It was... 1996 doing the Atlanta bombing. Now yeah. I was in I was in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, for the conference of the United States Student Association, representing the student government of Southern Illinois University, which I was on at the time. And we were in a meeting, debating some topics on the floor when we were interrupted, saying there's been a, a bombing in Atlanta. If anyone has to go home or has people check on, please do. It was a bit unnerving in the room, and the, the room just went quiet. And I don't know if anyone had to go home or not from that conference because I don't recall any people who had Georgia ties. But it was a bit unnerving that, to be honest with you. But that was those are my uh, Olympic memories. Now, as for the Dream Team uh, in 92, yeah, I checked that out somewhat. But I knew that the Americans were going to just destroy everybody. And now, as y'all are saying, the world is catching up. And I think within about another eight years, one of these other teams will be Five to knock the U.S. out of gold medal contention. Well, they may not win it this year. They may, it may happen this year. It may happen this year. Whether, whether you, you know what? You know what? Though Jamal, speaking of track and field, I ran track and field when I was in high school. But boy, if you look at me now, you'd never know that I ran track. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, come on in and go ahead. You're already unmuted, Jerry. Okay. Yeah, I have some great Olympic memories too. Yeah, Flojo was great in her time, and and you know like. In 92, I was excited because um, I didn't have to pay for the red, white, and blue channels because I could hear them on the box. I could hear the audio. Oh, yeah. They used to oh, get yeah, that. yeah, I could, too. And I, and I think Chick Hearn did the basketball. Okay. And, uh, You're right about that. He did. Wow. He was yeah. great. I mean, it was like listening on the radio. He didn't well, that's what he did. He did, yeah. That's what he did. And... I love 76. It was Montreal and Howard Cosell. Every time Sugar Ray Leonard would win a fight, Sugar Ray Leonard. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and uh, Mary Lou Redden, my memory of her, she had an absolutely flawless performance in gymnastics. I think it was like August 3rd of 84, and Jack Whitaker was doing the commentary, I think. And he mm-hmm. goes, Mary Lou, how do you do? <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to die. Oh, no, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. <laughs> 
wasn't De La Hoya on the 82? He was on the 92 team. Uh, oh, 92, 92. Yeah. That's right. He was 92. Yeah. Yeah. I have to go back and look at that 84 team. David, USF, you are next, and you two are unmuted, so go ahead. Uh-oh. Okay, really quick. I got to uh, speak quickly here. Uh, the Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, third fight uh, will be on Saturday night, October 9th at the Mobile Arena. Thank you. Go. Thank you. Okay, All good. Right. All right. Right opposite a bunch of college football, so yeah. see how that does. All right. Well, a lot of people are interested in that fight oh, because yeah. uh, whoever wins, they know their next fight is going to be the unification, and that's what everybody in boxing yep. is waiting for. That'll yep. that'll be that'll be at night. In the daytime, you get Texas, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, Alabama, and then at night you get the fight. Hey, <laughs> yeah, it'll be at uh, nine Eastern, six Pacific, and yeah. I can guarantee you. And the middle of the a, baseball playoffs too. That'll be yep. a, that'll be a Fox yep. pay per view. Well, so, well, Chris, go ahead and unite everybody by telling us, unfortunately, <laughs> who's no longer with us. Well, yeah. again, luckily we only have five people, so that's good. So we have Shirley Fry, <laughs> Fry, ninety-four years old from Akron. Uh, and then uh, she died in Orlando. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, she won four singles Grand Slam championships in the 51 French Open, the 56 Wimbledon and uh, U.S., and the 57 Australia. So she had quite a quite a time there in late uh, 56, early 57. 13 doubles championships, 12 uh, in, in Grand Slams, 12 women and one mix. And then, uh, and she retired in '57 uh, to have a family. So that's why I didn't remember her because I first tennis player female that I heard of was Althea Gibson because she was the first black player in '57 to win uh, the U.S. Open. Five-time uh, Weidman Cup winner, and that was the U.S. and uh, Great Britain used to play that. And then uh, let's see, uh, let's see what else we got for her. And uh, yeah, so it's sort of like a Ryder Cup and the Player of the Year in '56. And she made the Tennis Hall of Fame in 1970, and, and she died in her sleep. Dick Kidrow, remember him, 74 years old, no cause of death. It was a sudden death. Uh, on the first, first game was, uh, as I said, April 18th of 72 here at Fenway. Last was May uh, 7th of 84. Pitched for Cleveland from 72 through 74. Yankees, 74 through 79. The Cubs in 79 through 82. The White Sox, 83. And 11 for the Mets in 84. He started as a he started his career as a starter, uh, relieved from uh, from uh, seventy five on. Uh, let's see. Uh, so yeah, so started four of thirteen seasons. He uh, let's see. Uh, and Dirt was his nickname because he always got kind of messy out there in the mound. Never knew that. Uh, five World Series wins: seventy seven, seventy eight for the Yankees, and ten, twelve, and fourteen as a member of the Giants front office. He had uh, San Francisco front office from. Uh, Okay, so, oh, his uh, major league record was 100 wins and 94 losses, 3.68 ERA, 975 strikeouts, and 55 saves. Uh, one of 37 pitchers would have 100 wins and 50 or more saves. So that's, uh, we know uh, the top, uh, probably Eckersley is about the top in that kind yeah. of category, I, I would think. And he was a scout from 85 through 93 for the Giants. And then, uh, let's see. Uh, special assistant to the GM in 96, director of player personnel in 97, then senior advisor to the GM. He was from uh, San Francisco and a Marine from uh, 68 through 71. So um, I don't know if he wins the prize for being the most famous guy we're doing this week. He might be. Uh, Dennis Murphy, again, I had not heard of this guy, 94 years old. He helped find, find found the ABA, which, of course, existed from 67 through 76, and he co-founded it. And uh, the WHA, too, 72 through 79, and the World, Tennis, World Team Tennis. 
and roller hockey. I didn't even know there was a roller hockey league. And then uh, that was 92 through 99, and he died of congestive heart failure. Then we have uh, Greg Knapp, 58 years old, quarterback at Sacramento State, uh, one of their career leaders. And then he was undrafted in 86, but he went to training camps. This is amazing. Went to training camps with Kansas City, the Raiders, and San Francisco from 86 through 94. Now, can you imagine bringing a quarterback in? He was just already at that point. must have been known as a good a person to put your young quarterbacks with uh, yeah. to show them the ropes. Yeah. But anyway, he, he went to those all those training camps. Uh, 96, 97, and 98, he was the uh, offensive quality uh, and quarterbacks coach for uh, – oh, wait a second. Uh, oh, now I skipped a couple of lines here. Hang on. We need to go back. Wide receivers coach, 89 through 90, and then uh, an assistant and offensive coordinator, 91 through 94, and then assistant with San Francisco from 97 through 98, offensive quality and quarterback coach, San Francisco 98 and to 2000, offensive coordinator, San Francisco 01 through 03, offensive coordinator, Atlanta 04 through 06, offensive coordinator, Oakland 07 through 08, and then the same in Seattle in you know, 09, quarterbacks coach, Houston 10 through 11, offensive coordinator at Oakland 12, and Denver quarterbacks coach 13 through 16, quarterbacks coach Atlanta 18 through 20. And he was hired by the Jets on January 18th of this year to be uh, as quarterback coach. So yeah, and he, he was uh, um, uh, he was supposed to be in charge of developing Zach Wilson. So yeah. right. who hasn't showed up for camp yet? By the way, one of the, no, he, two of the first round picks of that. Yeah. Oh, here we go, Jets. Um, and uh, so he, he was hit by a car riding a bicycle on uh, uh, in San Ramon, California, on July 17th. Yeah, by unlicensed driver. Oh, okay. And he died on the 22nd of July yeah. and, and no drugs or alcohol on his part at least nope. and he had a wife and three daughters and uh, and he won the uh, Super Bowl 50 with Denver as their quarterbacks coach yep so and then I think we just have one more guy and that is Tim uh, Jim Schopner, 85 years old, defensive back and halfback for TCU, and then uh, for 55 through 57, and then defensive back for the Browns, 58 through 63, an assistant at TCU in 66, defensive back coach for the 49ers, 67 through 69, uh, running backs and wide receivers coach for San Francisco, uh, 79, uh, 69 to 73, and then the head of TCU, oh no, uh, 69 through 73, yeah, head of TCU, 74 through 76, and then San Francisco defensive back coach, 77, uh, quarterback, uh, quarterback coach at Cleveland, uh, 78 through 80, and then uh, offensive coordinator for Houston, 81 through 82, uh, quarterback coach at Dallas, 83 and 385, uh, def- uh, defensive coordinator at St. Louis uh, in 87, and then went to Phoenix with them in 87, uh, or today it was 86, and then Phoenix 87, 89, and the offensive coordinator Cleveland in 90, interim head coach with the Browns in 90, and uh, he was, uh, that was, uh, he got the job on October 16th after Bud Carson was fired, and then the quarterback's coach for Buffalo in 92 through 96, and that means he was on with the, the Super Bowl teams that lost Dallas in 93 and 94. In uh, TCU, is 58 and 63. Uh, he started 57 of 76 games, 20 interceptions in the NFL, and seven recovered fumbles. Uh, and Oh, I'm sorry. The TCU, oh, that was 58 through 63 NFL career. And then he started those 57 games and the interception recovers. I told you about TCU. He was uh, two and 31 <laughs> and one and six for the Browns. So it didn't translate into head coaching victories. No way. And, and then uh, let's see. 
and then he made the TCU Hall of Fame in 81, and uh, let's see, and I think he already made the Browns Hall of Fame in 90, and, uh, and I think that's it for him. I don't think All I have right. a cause of death. Sh- Sean, we'll turn it over to you in five seconds, but Trey Turner of the Nationals has tested positive for COVID. He was removed from the Nationals-Phillies game in the first inning. Sean. Oh, Trey hey, Turner. Now, wait right, well. Isn't he the guy that had the COVID last year with the Dodgers? Or no, is that my ticket of somebody no, else? No, you're thinking of Chris Turner. Justin okay. Turner. Justin Turner, I mean. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, okay. This is Trey Turner. Go ahead, Trey John. Turner. Okay. All right, well, we didn't quite make three hours, but almost two and a half. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so, if you missed any part or fell asleep and you want to come back and catch anybody again, remember, you can download the podcast by going to legendoldies.com. You can type in Sports Lounge Live, three words in your podcatcher, or tell your smart device, play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcasts, or go to 773-572-3006, option number nine, and check it out. Uh, come back next week for our third anniversary special. Yes, it's, yep, hey, it's our season premiere, I guess is what you can call it. Everybody else is a season premiere. Can't yeah, wait. season yeah. four. Season yeah. four premiere. Yeah, season right. four. Yeah. Season premiere, yeah. This was our season finale for uh, season three, yeah. That's correct. Yeah. We didn't leave them well, with anyway, the We'll see you next week, folks. See, All right. right.